This is episode 183 of the Collector's Quest podcast. In this episode, we're talking about the WADA Games population report. Does it affect you, Mr. Normal Collector? Is there anything unexpected on there? Is there anything interesting on there? Does anybody care? Will video game prices ever be the same? Probably. We're going to talk about it. Tell your mom about the show. Give us five stars on iTunes. Let's just get into it. Back to another episode of Collector's Quest. I'm Tyler here with Johnny and Stefan. What are you guys talking about? Talking about Rancor. Giant Rancor toys. What, like the magic card? No. Like no. the Star Wars. And this one's monster. a statue, not a toy. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Okay. 16 year old who feels bad about calling his toys toys. Uh well, no, <laughs> it's legitimately a statue. Toys you can play with. This is just a solid object that has no movable parts. It's a journal, not a diary. Oh, wow. It's it's a non-articulating toy, so now it's a statue. Okay. I mean, kind of. it's made of wait, polystone. No, wait, I, I, was, I was ready to make fun of Johnny on this, but now he's he's brought me around. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm suddenly in his camp. Yeah. You, you, you think there's not a difference between toys and statues? I am being facetious, but also you adults use them in the same exact way. They go in a display case. So... Yeah, they just so take up all those space. little action figures, uh, I mean, they're still action figures. It's not like I called my sideshow figures, you know, statues. They're toys. Speaking of sweaty adults that uh, buy toys, do you guys want to hear about Comic-Con? I went I went last week. You, you went to Comic-Con? Comic-Con? Yeah. There's Comic-Cons happening? Yeah. There's, oh, right. Comic-Con. I saw Comic-Con. you there. You, your name uh, was on a wall uh, for some reason. That's right. The special Comic Con special edition. They're doing this like they did this like off cycle San Diego Comic Con, and uh, it was it was good. It was I mean it was nice that you know they did um, mandatory um, proof of vaccinations or um, or uh, negative tests within three days. Uh, but they still it was a mandatory uh, masks while in the building, so it felt okay. Um, it definitely was a pandemic convention um it was really weird for anyone who uh is familiar with san diego hall h was used for registration so it was weird because you like walked in and the lights were on and like nothing was just this gigantic empty room it was really odd hall h is generally the where they do all the big the biggest panels so like all your marvel panels and stuff all the stuff you see on tv all those panels are, are in hall h and it was used for ticketing and registration and it was real weird uh but uh yeah it was uh like a through a through e or something like that so basically like 60 percent of the of the the normal size of san diego comic-con but um but it was good it was it was nice to be sort of back in the convention center and having like there was still all the same stuff but just less of it so people were still cosplaying but less you know there was room to to walk around in the aisles i didn't feel it didn't feel claustrophobic or gross i didn't feel like i could taste the people around me like i normally can at that show um but uh yeah it was three days over the weekend and uh it was good stuff i did not even hear one peep about this not on social media like this is entirely new news to me no i saw stefan post about it and i'm like huh i wonder where stefan is (laughs) i didn't even see stefan post about it and i normally see everything stefan posts creeper <laughs> uh yeah that's uh, called being friends on facebook the only reason i'm even still on facebook 
is because of fucking Tyler. Hey, I got a phone. <laughs> if you guys want to try to switch me over, now's the time. Done. <laughs> we can start texting immediately. Um, That's not a hard swap for me. <laughs> I've, I don't think I've ever been in a group text. Maybe Ada has added me to group text, but I definitely haven't initiated them. So you're going to have to do that for me. I don't even know how to explain why. <laughs> it's just a regular text. There just happens to be multiple individuals seeing it. All right, just, just we can start. It's texting. not a. It's fine. We don't need to talk about it on the show. We can switch our mode of communication, and then when you okay, can't reach right. me, uh, you'll be like, "God damn, I gotta go back to Facebook." Yeah, and I'll be going back to Facebook and messaging you, and you'll be like, "What?" And I'll be like, "God damn it, answer your text." Um. All right. Uh, we've done all the rambling now. Are, are we done rambling? Anybody else got anything? Uh, I'm glad Comic Con was was good. I'm just actually stunned there was like a weird Comic Con that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Heritage was there, um, and there were like five graded video games, and whoa. that was, uh, and that was pretty much it. Everything Any Mario threes? Uh, y- no, no. What? Uh, yeah, it was weird. All the all the like the big comic vendors weren't there. None of the none of the uh, none of the like television networks were there. It was uh, it's real weird. But there was a you know bunch of the weirdest thing about Comic Con is uh, that they. Those people who try to sell comics there. It's like, what are you yeah, even right. doing here anymore? Yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> Kate was with me and she's like, where are all the comic books? And I'm like, you sweet summer child. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I made some YouTube video recently and I went looking for like a good picture of like a comic convention with just a bunch of people looking through comics and I could not find a picture of a bunch of people digging through comics. Yeah, that's not that's not a thing anymore. Okay. Idiot. Man. <laughs> It's it's Comic Con. What are you talking? All right, Johnny. Did anything happen yeah. in the world of game collecting? <laughs> no. All right, that's our show. Of. All right, th- thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. Step trip to Comic Con. Bye. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, I guess maybe a population report happened. Oh uh, yeah, there was everyone. Yeah. So the up U.S. Uh, government put out uh, the census data, and. <laughs> Oh, no, I'm sorry. WADA put out their pop report. Yeah. So suck that. The world so is on all you fire. Said, Everybody WADA is WADA would like, never do it. This is... Is that... I don't know what response I'm supposed to have. Am I supposed to be cheering about a pop report to prove all, for all those doubters and haters? All, or all the haters Am I supposed to be like grossed words. out? <laughs> I'm like, am I grossed out now because there's a pop report and all the things I think are going to happen because of it? Like... What, what, how am I supposed to feel here? I don't like any of the possible outcomes. I'm going to go with indifference. I'm I'm indifferent. I'm pretty indifferent, like, Johnny, because yeah, it's like, kind of exactly what we thought it would be. <laughs> yeah, Weird. I think it's 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 an, an an interesting data point that I don't know is correct, but it, but an interesting data and um, but that's like it's not. I don't. I don't think anyone. The only people who are like super excited are the people who have games on that list that are pop one. Um, everyone else is like, okay, cool, like, great. Yeah, which is like a lot of junk. Like, it's a all right. Let me just can I can I give a quick rundown of the pop report because definitely ninety percent of our what listeners is a pop are not report? listening to this. What is a pop? Re- that's an excellent question. Um, Thank you. So the pop report is everything that WADA has graded. Sorry, it was basically going to be a WADA show for everyone. You could just turn it off now if you want. We're going to try to relate it to. It's not how you market a games. podcast, Tyler. Um, 
<laughs> but it's a list of everything WADA has graded and every grade it received. They only released it for sealed NES games right now. And then there's like eight other games that they released information for. But people are basically chomping at the bit for anything. And this has obviously been the most popular thing. Well, you know what? This has been the most popular thing. I would bet anything. They're, uh, whenever they release like the PS2 numbers, they will be comparable, if not higher than like NES. Just because there's so many more PS2 games out there. In volume? Yes. Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sure. <laughs> oh, and, like yeah. over the long term, like a million percent, it's going to be like a hundred times more. Well, and there's so many more, even just the, the the fact that there's like, there's so many more like FOMO individuals, like like people who are like wanting to buy all the high end NES, but can't. So they're just like, what can I buy? Like there's so, there's more people doing that than people with the deep pockets buying at the high end NES, right? So like you have more, I think you have more people trying to play in that space but can't and so are like what can i do for ps2 or, you know like whatever yeah. so uh, yeah i think th- i think those numbers are going to be significantly larger all these numbers whatever are going to be super weird uh, well, first of all the last couple years have been super weird but it's it's been caught for a majority of this stuff it was probably well over a hundred dollars to grade it and like who was gonna spend over a hundred dollars to grade some of this stuff we could talk about the selection bias element to this in a second let me just give a rundown of what games are on here for the people that did not look at it? Um, there are 150 Super Mario Brothers, 250 Super Mario 3s, and then like 100 Zeldas and Mario 2s and Zelda 2s. And then a bunch of A-list titles have like a few dozen copies. Hold like, on. You forgot to mention Friday the 13th. Oh my God. We're just going to mention I If I miss any point at any time, we have to go back and mention it. Yes, there are 100 Friday the 13ths. Uh, just a case pack game. It's in the top ten most. It is in the NES top games. ten. <laughs> it's above Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which, which yeah, is you can be sure that so every copy of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on Earth got sent to Wada in the past two years. <laughs> um, God, well they sell they're what they're selling for like tens of thousands of dollars. But then like all the like A list games like ten to fifty for a lot of them, and then all the other junk is like one to ten, and. Almost every single NES game has been graded. The ones that have not been graded sealed are like real obscure or really rare. But we're gonna I, pick apart the hold data. On. I, I wanted to I wanted to throw a few more things out. I just I really want to put this Friday the thirteenth in scale because it's like <laughs> the sixth it's number six on the list. Uh maybe number seven, depending on uh how the next couple of grades go. But it's got the same amount of grades as Zelda 2. It was graded more than Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, like you said, more than Dragon Warrior, a game that was yeah. given out sealed to everybody. <laughs> like literally okay. every Nintendo Power subscriber at the time, yeah. which was a lot of people. Yeah. Dr. Mario, more Friday the 13th than Dr. Mario's Final Fantasies, Metroid, or Mike Tyson's Punch-Outs. Uh, also, uh, quick note, the most common grade for Friday the 13th is 9.8. <laughs> yeah. So Also, like, just another couple of games to, like, throw out there. Wario Woods, which you're thinking, well, I mean, Wario Woods isn't that, like, rare. Mm. But it was, an, and like, it's an end-of-life game. You're like, well, it's like, maybe people didn't say. But that game was sealed, like, cases of it when I started yeah. collecting. Wario Woods was everywhere. And it's, you know... Mario Ancillary because it came out at the end of the NES lifespan after the Super Nintendo was already there. So there was just tons of sealed ones around. It was basically uh the F0 uh player's choice of <laughs> yeah. of yeah, yeah. cuz it was it was 
keep me honest, but it was it was the end of life game, right? Like for the American market. Yeah, I believe the, it's the last one. Last so, game also but, ever like, mentioned in Nintendo Power stuff, and come on, you know that. Yeah. There you go. Also, more than Star Tropics, a game which found sealed a lot. Kirby's Adventure, another like end of lifer, like just okay, that, so well, many see, games. That Kirby's Adventure data we can go into, but they mixed up the Canadian and U.S. ones for that. But yeah, oh, obviously there's just, a there's a ton more Friday the Thirteenth than Kirby's out there. So, uh, like more more tension. Uh, there's just like a lot of games you just like. Oh, like Star Tropics is a game they like basically handed out to everybody. So there should have been a lot of sealed of those around, right? Still more Friday the 13th. And I know what you're thinking. You're like, well, you know, the people grading it and like the biases, the biases really don't line up on Friday the 13th versus like Wario or Metroid. So that's kind of out the window. It's such a weird, like Friday the 13th is a popular game, but I'm sorry. Like, I know I'm harping on this, but this is, it's so weird for me to see this in the, like, in the top 10 anyway. It's, it's going to be the boggling. weird thing you harp on for the entire episode. I could tell already. Nope. Um, I'm done. I'm done talking <laughs> about it. I Come would back guess, around. So there are, I mean, all right. I'm not, I'm not one of those guys who like, there's case packs of everything out there. We just need to go find them, guys. I would bet that Friday the 13th, well, first of all, it is definitely a case pack game, but I would bet someone who owned a bunch of case packs of that were just like, I'm going to send them all in because wada everything to the moon. This is the time to get all this shit graded and get high. Sure, but how many how many games well, are in a pack in a case? Six, six. Yes. So how many? So he had twenty case packs. No, well, I mean he, he might have had like four or five case packs. And then the rest were everyone buying up all the cheap ones that on eBay and immediately sending them to Wada. Half. <laughs> okay, so just to put this exact- in perspective, the tenth most graded game comes in. And it's Dr. Mario, and that's 79. After that, at the 11th game, it's Final Fantasy, and it's a steep decline. It goes down to 62. When you get into the 15th most graded game, it's in the 50s. 18th, top 20, right? You're in the 40s, 42. So that's like, think about that. In the top 20 out of, you know, over 700 unique titles on this list, because Satchin games, for some reason, are on here, because someone gives a shit about that. Um, you know, you have... You have, you know, 40 being the number for the top 20. So that's like, think about how big that number is, where Friday the 13th got more than double that. that that's just, that's a remarkable number. That's Your beyond- Friday the 13th stonks are dropping, guys. If you have a Friday the 13th, you got to dump it yesterday. 60 of them, sorry. Yeah, 50, 58 of them are 9.4 or better. Yeah. <laughs> So like yeah, I mean that 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 reeks of case packs, right? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I I think Tyler's right. I'm just saying like how many case packs had to be out there and who had them, for, and then like why and they just decide they just went all in on this. So yep, interesting. Anyways, like I said, I'm done talking about Friday the Thirteenth, but also that provides some context to what the top ten list looks like for anyone who was curious and wasn't looking at a list. Were there Zelda two case packs known out there? Because I was just looking at that yeah, too, there and, were, and there's like you know, know nine point twenty nine point sixes, and I'm like, oh, okay. Tim Atwood, I think, had stadium events and like soccer, and there's only one soccer on this list. Um, I remember what, uh, Zelda two when that sold for thirty thousand. Uh, was it thirty thousand? Which you know, that's probably so long ago. That was probably a twenty twenty sale. I'm thinking of. There were people like losing their minds, like, what the fuck? Me and all my friends have Zelda twos. What is going on? I don't remember who said that. I obviously don't have a sealed Zelda 2. Actually, I do. The original version of it uh, before it was ported to the 72-pin NES on the Famicom disk system. Oh, you know that the Famicom and the Nintendo are not the same system, right? Yeah. 
So the original version of Zelda 2 is Famicom Disk System. NES version, oh. genuinely a port. Oh, okay. <laughs> so the original NES version, though, is, is fine. Uh, yeah, yeah, you could have the first print NES version. Yeah. Um, it's not the first. The one, one people care about. It is It is indeed the one people care about. No, I was going to say, I did. I just kind of wanted to pose a general question uh, as, about, about totals like to you guys. Like, how... Now that we've seen, now that we're seeing totals, where like the 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 most graded game being Mario three, right? There's you know two hundred and thirty seven, like, and that's like that's the top of the heap. That's the the the, the most a game has been graded is two hundred and thirty seven times. Do those how did how does how did those numbers resonate with you guys? Because for me, like I was surprised that the high was not higher. Like like just just like how like I think. Tyler alluded to it uh, earlier like Ninja Turtles is like one of the most common or like in my head it's been graded kajillions of times and then to see it not you know just be sitting just under 100 I was genuinely surprised so I'm just kind of curious as to like from as, from the totals perspective like how how surprised or not surprised were you guys by those numbers Stefan, I am not surprised at all. Um, I will say, first of all, because uh, there may or may not have been some weird water leaked data in the summer. And all the numbers, all the sealed numbers, at least in that leaked data, are like a dozen or two less than the numbers we currently have. So they disavowed that data. That data was like totally spot on. Um, <laughs> but otherwise, like considering how many people have been in this market and like you know that there's just a bunch of people joining these facebook groups who are not grading their own games they're just like what are the grading people sending to getting graded so i can go buy it on heritage just the number of people that are in the market and how long wada has been a company like eight thousand nes games seems like the right number to me. i'm more surprised that everything has been graded in general like there are a bunch of like one to fours in the pop report but i'm surprised that like who sent in Jeopardy Junior Edition? Who who sent that to Wada? And it's not Jeopardy like what what right? <laughs> Johnny, do you think these numbers are super low? Uh, no, I think these numbers are right. Um, let's dunk on Wada speed times for a minute. I bet there's eight thousand <laughs> more that are still still waiting to get out there, huh, guys? Bam, right. got them. They're still yeah, still um, on Kenneth's desk. Yeah, fuck you, Kenneth. <laughs> Work faster. Uh, no, uh, no, they like they, yeah. These numbers seem about right for me and. You know, one, we told you that it was going to be Super Mario 3 was going to be the number one most graded game. We weren't wrong. Um, you know, yeah, what, one we, we were wrong. wrong about, though, Johnny. Friday the 13th. Sorry. I mean, if anybody, I'll give this show a little credit because we are one show that like actually likes Friday the 13th. And we talk about it probably <laughs> more than it deserves. So, you know. I would like to think that that total represents us as influencers. That's, I'm going to go with that. Uh, that. That was the one. That's the CQ spec pick of the week. Friday the 13th, because you're going to be able to get a graded one cheap because there's 105 of them. Um, no, I, I think the totals look right. It Some of the one-offs are, are weird. It'll be interesting. Like this pop report population, the population totals right now are just whatever. They are what they are. It will be more interesting to compare these totals to the next batch we get in like six months from now and see what that looks like. See, I don't think that's um, a long enough time for water to grade shit. I think we have to look at it like a year from now because everybody is going to be like, oh, my God, Caesar's Palace is pop one. I'm sending that in. 
Uh, we got to see what's no, no. still pop one in a year. No, you see, the beauty is we're going to, so we have this data point. Like if we know exactly when this dropped and when it was up to date by, we can look at these totals. And then in six months, we can roughly gauge, uh, you know, how quickly they are grading games. Yes, they are grading more than NES games, but if you assume that NES is like, you know, 20% of the load or 25% of the load, we can kind of guess what the load of sealed games is like going into Wada at, at a time. And then we can start to make some estimates. I mean, they so, said that they're releasing the full pop report early next year, or they're going to slowly release yeah. things up through next. So why don't we, just, we could wait. We could not just pretend that NES is their full market. We could just wait till they have all the other. I mean, up. yeah, of course. I'm also, just saying, I'm not crunching I think that data. you can crunch uh, that. Data. Yeah. Well, yeah. No problem. That's not a hard crunch. Um, but what I'm saying is it's interesting to, to see that. And when we have all of it, obviously it'll be more interesting after we get like a couple months of data, like really I'd like snapshots at every month to see if it's consistent, if more are going out each month or less, you know, I would like to see what their numbers kind of look like as an overall total. Um, and then you could compare rates like, are they getting more PS2 games out? Does that mean there's actually more PS2 games going in? Or are they easier to grade? Like, we can start to make some assumptions. That's when I'll be excited. Right now, these are just totals that we can look at and be like, that, that's cool. We, we know something now. Uh, I told everyone... I'm not excited by pop reports because I'm afraid of what it will do. And like, I will just let you guys know, uh, one of the first things in the chat, uh, Tyler said to me, was, do I need to buy anything? Which is exactly my most feared response oh, yeah. uh, to, to the pop reports. Like, do I need to go buy anything right now? Because, uh, you know, I, I worry about people, you know, getting a little bit of FOMO and going crazy. So I might've bought some totals look right. Are we, uh, are we expecting, or did they, have they already? And I'm not paying attention. Um, what about VGA? Like, are we expecting them to also drop a report at some point? Because that's like, they, I yeah, feel like, said, I feel like that's. They said they but, were going to right, like a couple months ago. They said, like, we're gonna. I think it was after, or maybe it was even like a month ago. They said, don't worry, we're gonna re-release our pop reports because they used to have them. Mm-hmm. They're revamping their website, and they said, yeah, I think it's. I forgot the exact. It's either soon or within like the next year. It could be that far out. Or I saw that as a joke. They they might have said 2022 and someone said December 2022 as a joke. Because Wada released this on basically the last day that they promised it would be out. Um, who cares I about that? Once the VGA thing comes out, it's literally everyone's just going to argue that literally all those games have been crossed over. So nothing matters. <laughs> like it's. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I didn't even think about yeah, that. Yeah, No that, one is going to give a shit gonna about really the VGA bad data. <laughs> Unless the numbers so, are higher than the Wada numbers. Well, what what they're going to care about is looking at all the WADA games that have ones and then comparing it to the VGA w- games. Sure. Uh, yeah, so, that's fair. Um, the, the low So I, I think that's how they'll use it. Uh, I wanted to bring up something. Uh, I mean, Tyler, you actually asked if we care about this or thought it was interesting, that the most common games are the ones that sell for the most and they are the most graded. I think that's dead on the money. That's Isn't that exactly what we said it would be? We said, hey, everybody... Um, yeah, they need to make this look, they need to make things look rare. And this is how you like drive prices in a market. Like it needs to be common enough that everyone can get it. You need to have, uh, you know, you really need to enact what the differences are on all these different titles enough that you can have a a scattering to point out one being really rare to drive super high prices. And they need to be titles that people recognize and, you know, uh, you know, have some relevance basically using, uh, their R's against them. And then be like, yeah, this is how you you make something. But really, um, like for any of it to be relevant, it needs to be obtainable. 
So all these, all these games that are in the you know top twenty are like some of the most obtainable NES games of all time. They're literally the ones everybody had. Mm-hmm. The only one like not in there that I'm like as confusing as in, in the top twenty to me is like Mega Man Two. Where's Mega Man Two? Why isn't it on? Why am I not seeing it? Uh, are there more graded Mega Man sixes than Mega Man twos, Johnny? There's more of sixes more Mega and threes. Man, Mega Man three is the first one. Dude, that there's pops no up. Mega Man two. Mega Man two, Johnny. Got to go spec. Go get one of those probably twenty graded, twenty four graded Mega Man twos, Johnny. Yeah, twenty four. Only two of them yeah. with the offer removed. Get them. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's just way down the list. It's just you know, as far as like most common NES games and games everyone had, it's just like it's one that is notoriously outside of uh, outside of that formula. I mean, yeah, it's a game that people would send in if they had it. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think uh, also a lot of what the, I mean, obviously 157 copies of Super Mario Brothers. It's it's a lot of selection bias because people are very clearly sending in the good stuff, which is the stuff they could sell for $10,000 um, or the nice stuff. So if you actually go through the condition numbers, like almost like the majority of games are like 8.5 and above. People are not sending in their crap. Except for something like Super Mario Brothers 3, where everyone is like, oh my god, I have a copy of Super Mario Brothers 3, let me send it in. So, either that means that all sealed games are still pretty nice, which I don't think is the case, or people are only sending in their nicest stuff right now, because yeah, let, that's what's getting the premium. Let me just give hit the people with some numbers real quick. Okay, games that uh, register from 0 to 7. There are a total, out of that like 8,000 games, 809. So 10% of all graded games are a seven or less for instance though uh so that number is 809 and 9.6 there are 1005 wow if you take just all the nines uh that's 5000 there's 5071 games that are nines so well over half the population is graded nine or better Mm. so your mint shit sucks is, I, well, also, well, no. we, we don't we don't know the seal grades or anything, but no, we we don't know seal grades. I don't really care about that. Uh, that's so, not really relevant to what the what this overall is coming back at. I, I think it's interesting, um, you know, that this much is out there. I, I also hate grading scales like the minutia of nine, nine point two, nine point four, nine point six, nine point eight. It's such a scam. It's such a scam to make more grades in nines to make it seem better. But then there's only eight point five and eights. Like, where's my eight point six? Where's my eight point eight? There, there are grading companies for you, Johnny, that have like a two hundred point scale and they'll give you a seventy three <laughs> and a half back I as your grade. You can go grade with need, them. <laughs> I'm sorry. I look, I'm sorry that people don't want honesty in their grading. Like and and like as a grading company, obviously I don't want to like it, but it behooves me and suits my best interest. If I have a scale of nine to 10 and there's like 10 numbers in between that where I can love your grades because everyone wants a nine or better. A nine is a good number, you know, 9.8 real good. 10, the best, but 8.5, everyone's like, eh, it's 8.5. Eh. You know, you start to feel less good about that. But mm. the difference between an 8.5 and a 9.2 is probably not so great. Well, depending on who you ask. But Still it's only just, the 110, right? Yeah, yeah only 110. The super, yeah, super good game, Karate Kid. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, anyways, I, I just wanted to like kind of show 
one, the inflation between nine and 10, just so people recognize. And that this is not exclusive to WADA. This is like all grading companies. That's just how it is done. Um, and that's too, because nines sell better than eights. And that's why there are 5,000, more than half the population is in nines and not, you know, in lower grades. And I think I mean, if we had VGA data, you would probably see that too, because before three years ago, like people definitely were only grading the good stuff because the stuff was just out there way more. Um, the sealed stuff, at least anyway. I've seen, uh, I want to bring up that I've seen basically two reactions. I've I've watched all the reactions to this on the internet, guys. I know, shock. Every, every reaction on all the internet. All of them. Tyler there have consumed. been every, everyone. two YouTube videos that I know of. <laughs> and um, the video game sage and Discord people, uh, everyone arguing, everyone has an angle. Everybody was right and everybody won. Um, so, uh, reserved investments, Johnny's favorite person did a hey, victory this guy has lap the dumbest take ever. with this data, uh, basically saying that all this stuff is super common because this is the floor. He like looked at like, there was like 22 Castlevanias and he's like, you people think Castlevania is worth all this money. There are 22 of them. And like, there's 60 something final fantasies. And to him, it's like. You guys, for this money, could be buying one-of-a-kind shit. You could be buying art. You could be buying documents. And you're buying fucking the best-conditioned, mass-produced stuff. You're all idiots. And then the other take <laughs> is the sports card and comic people who are like, look at these fucking numbers. There's 200 yeah. Mario 3s compared to 10 trillion Charizards and Jordans out there. We're all going to be rich. Uh, so everybody looks at the same exact set of data, and they're, they're both like, we won. We were correct. Well... One, that guy is kind of his, his take there is really stupid because he fails to understand that competition drives part of the market, right? People like competing. They like to feel like you have a chance and that drives some of the sales and some of the numbers. It brings people in. If, if you've got, if you're just buying one of one stuff, uh, yeah, you Stefan, uh, once it's bought, it's gone. There's, there's no more doing anything with it there. You can't hype it. You like, you can be like, this is a one of one. You're like, yeah, it's art. Cool. It's one of one. Th this is a one of one document. Great. Who gives a shit? Like, I can't do anything about that. But you tell me that there's like this obtainable super grail Mario. Oh man, I might be able to go get that. I can compete in that space. That drives sales. That drives fervor. That makes people want to do something. It gives them a reaction rather than just shutting them down. Yeah. You know, that's, it, it's a, it's a dumb take. Um, and a sad point of view to have on it. Well, oh, there's stuff that's so kind. It's when people uh, like you, Tyler, uh, tell get on your high horse and tell me that's not rare. This is rare, and you're like, that's nah, not really. That's not really how that works anymore. <laughs> um, that's not how people are trying to describe things. It's like cool. Then go buy the rare things. Go buy the one of one things, and then you can go have the one of one thing. And then you actually can't really be part of a community very much because. If it's so limited and so rare, then how do you get people interested? There's plenty of things that are legitimately rare or hard to find, and they should be worth more money at, because they are one-offs, but they're not, right? They're not worth more than Mario's. Lots of protos. Hey, look at the look at my Blockbuster World Championship, right? The block. No one gives a shit about that game. I mean, yeah, people that, have started to, but that Mario Three proto tanked when it got resaled. Yeah, uh, like recently. So like that's legit one of one stuff, right? Should be more expensive than all this other stuff, but it isn't. Why not? 
Like the uh, psychology just isn't there to back to back that up. You can say, oh, well, you would be smarter to this or that. And maybe you're just smarter to go where the money is initially. Like the smarter, the smartest thing would have been to be in games like 10 years ago, buying up the sealed stuff and being some of the first people in line to sell this sealed stuff and have made your money and then taken this and walked away or to have invested in Apple 10 years ago there. You can do a lot of what ifs and tell people what the better thing is to have done, uh, you know, through the lens of hindsight. It, it's a ridiculous thing to say. All right, there's a lot to unpack with your comments. First of all, you said there's no community around art, which I love because that means Stefan has no friends. I did not, uh, which is really what I you did said not there. say that. I uh, said so you, you can't build much of a community because you can't. It's a is it a small insular community? Sure, there's a few of people. One, the prices aren't really friendly to bringing in people in. Why? Because so you can't is, get well, in because there isn't enough to go around. Is not a friendly price. I'm not saying it is, but there are things like the Castlevania. Right there, are you going to say that the art community is bigger? Like the video game art community is bigger than the video game collecting community? Are are you trying to make this argument? No, I'm not making that argument. Okay, so does my point stand? What? What? Which point? That you the get point more that community by buying sealed community. games. Can you, you not can get build that's... a bigger community? You can bring more people in. There's more people walking through the door of video game collecting than there is of art collecting because sure. of accessibility. Like making yourself an exclusive, inaccessible area appeals to some people. It appeals to some people, but that, that like, you know, side group that you can never get through the door, the, the D 23 door, you're, you're never walking through, you know, or club 23. God, I forget the name of it. Um, but yeah, thank you. (laughs) Um, that's like, that's cool. It exists, but I can never go there. So it doesn't really matter. Um, it's super hard to get in. Like, so what am I going to do? I, I, can't I don't get your point it. because be a part of it. if you're saying that sealed games should be even more valuable, they're already at inaccessible prices to the vast majority of people. I'm I'm not saying some of them are. Some of them aren't. They they got very expensive lately, but you can still go get them. They if you have money, they're still accessible. That's the other thing about one of ones. It doesn't matter how much money you have. Sometimes if it's gone, it's gone. Yep. It's gone, it's gone. You know, unless you can talk someone out of it. And like so you're talking about accessibility. That's like a Castlevania is way more accessible than, you know, if I wanted to go buy uh, Stefan's Super Castlevania for uh, cover art, he's only he's got one of that. I'm going to have to talk him out of that. How much money am I going to have to pay for that? All how, of it. Or like all. Yeah, exactly. All, <laughs> all, of, it. So, all of the money. But how okay, how for a million dollars like compete against I can go buy a Castlevania. Maybe I can't get a sealed one, but it's not. Sealed games are a subdivision of the greater collective of collecting games. And you can draw interest into the video game market in general because games are still accessible. Even if it's cart only. We've talked about these tiers of accessibility. I'm not saying I've never recommended collecting sealed games. I think it's a, an asinine prospect. And, you know, especially with the prices are the way they are. Like, unless you're an investor, that's not really a world you want to play in. But I'm saying, like, it, that's still more accessible than art. Yeah, well, and people also want want something that they can see appreciate, and that's with with things that you know with mass produced stuff they can track. Like, oh, okay, this this uh, game in this grade has sold you know half a dozen times over the last year or whatever, and they can they can kind of track their investment. It's really difficult to do that with art because you know it's like okay, like you know to it's Johnny's sold. point, it's one of one, right? So it might sell, and then I don't know, was it going to sell in ten years? 
20 years, right? Uh, again, yeah. right? When or whenever that 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 art collector uh, is is has decided to bow out or whatever. Um, but uh, so it's very difficult to kind of track the the appreciation of any um, of any one piece of art. Sure, right. I, I'm the tracking. one who brought up the art. By the way, he would tell you to go buy a first edition book or the Constitution or something, or a I mean, Carson he, City he Morgan Silver Dollar. Yeah, I know he I, likes art. All, all, all of those are the same answer, though. It, it, if you can just distill his thing down to, you should be buying things that are more exclusive, one of ones, if you can. But no, because all these people who buy mass-produced stuff is dumb, which is a thing he's been saying since he started. But he buys a bunch of mass-produced stuff. I, I Johnny, can't, I, I looked up how guy. many Morgan Silver dollars were uh, are graded. It's like if there's over five million that are graded. <laughs> so. Okay. Sorry, five million? Yeah, I cannot believe how many As, graded coins there are. Wada, what the wow. eight thousand NES games are you out are you kidding me? Ramp wow. up that production, man. I didn't realize. And hasn't that. he recommended buying some of these coins? Oh yeah, he loves Also there's dollars. like you can go buy like an early Roman coin, which is thousands like you know, uh like two thousand years old, I think they are some of the yeah, earliest coins, or expensive. maybe a thousand. They're yeah, they're not that expensive. Yeah, you got to go get those investment grade ones. You can't get the ones that people found buried in jars in the ground that there's a bunch of multiples of, Johnny. Come on. Yeah. But those are like all hand pressed and, you know, like mainly. Right. Uh, lots of, of them are like Nobody unique cares. Fr from the time. Yeah, no one cares. Yeah. But those are like one of ones. That's like, or just being rare. Like just being rare isn't enough. All right. So it's never I, been I, I mean, I fall kind of in the middle. I know, Johnny, you're just very anti-reserved investments, which is funny um, because I enjoy listening to him so much. He does get a bunch of things wrong. Like when he lumps together those 22 Castlevanias and I'm talking about like million dollar Castlevanias. Like, how many of those Castlevanias are hang tabs? I, I don't have the numbers in front of me. I would guess like four at most are hang tabs. I mean, we could we could go. To the We're going to the list, time. guys. Castlevania, uh, rarest uh, Castlevania game in NES. There are two. There are two hang tabs. Um, All right. So, and like him so lumping those into one game, he he like mentions it, but it's also like you know, but the one people wanted there, the the hang tab ones. Um, I I don't understand what his thing like. Also, the dude hates water. Like he does. He hates water, right? So, like he he publicly went in, he, into he flip flops. Like, he so, he bought into well, the mean, Carl Jobs video a lot, and then went. He he was like really pro Wada, but anti them for not releasing the pop reports. And now he constantly calls them unethical without directly naming them. But it's very obvious he's talking about them. Like, how am I supposed to take that seriously? And like again, for all these people who get mad, like I'm not defending Wada. I don't give a shit about like I don't give a shit about graded games. I in fact I don't like them. Like let's I'll go one one better. I don't like them. I just it's not for me. Um, but I get forced to take a stance on things, and uh, here we are. You could just be in the middle like me, Johnny, and not have such a No, you're not in the middle. In the middle. You, like, also, <laughs> like trying to play both sides of the fence is like ridiculous. Well, I'm just not playing stance. both sides. I think people... Oh, well, I kind of like him, but also I'm wrong. Get out of here. I, no, I think he's very entertaining. <laughs> um, Stefan does too. Stefan watches every video. Uh, so does like Andrew Brim. You're the one missing out, Johnny. You know what? I, I, <laughs> I'm not, I, I'm not I, missing... I fell off. I fell off the wagon a little bit. I don't watch every video. Oh my god, do, uh, he doesn't put out that many. I do. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, I ever since the pandemic, do you know how much YouTube I watch? I've consumed so much damn content. I just sit at home. I'm like, oh, I got 14 hours. Let's let's watch 14 hours of YouTube backlog and then go find some more shit to binge. I'm like a oh, five year old. So, 
Um, I will just, I want to just throw this out there. Uh, big ups to Tyler for putting me in his YouTube family. I could never go back. It's so much better without the goddamn ads. Oh, yeah. My life is so improved, Tyler. Right? Thank you. Yeah, I mean, you, you, at first you probably thought like, oh, what's five seconds? And now that you have it, you're like, I can't I, I did. <laughs> and I I am, I was wrong. And also, encur- like, it weirdly encourages me to watch more YouTube now. I I don't know how that works. But, it's a uh, win-win for them, yeah. probably. So Yeah, the, not paid advertisement, but I was like, holy shit, this made my life better. So thank you, Tyler. Yeah. Also, just some more interesting stuff since we're talking about Castlevania. Uh, only two hang tabs and only th- uh, three of the round seals. So, are in that twenty-two rare. Most most of them are ovals, and uh, it's funny because a bunch of them are like you know how high nines are like most of the grades. With this oval, it's not like there's three six point fives, three sevens, two seven point fives, one eight like. <laughs> Out of the 17 oval seals, um, you know, you have six, eight, nine, ten of them are under a nine. Uh, You can go get the original version of Castlevania on Famicom Disk System for like a few hundred bucks. Thanks, Tyler. (laughs) I thought we weren't, thought we weren't doing this bit. Like, do you ever get tired of that one or? No, no, I love, I love the games that are genuinely ports, Johnny. Uh, Okay. Okay. So. I want to bring up since you're harping on on poor reserved investments here, who who is like seventy five percent of the way to kind of understanding the sealed market. Um, don't don't criticize my number there. The raw numbers here they don't mean anything. So both sides are claiming that one is apparently super high, which I even objectively I don't agree. These numbers are super high, even if they're what I expected. Like like two Castlevania hang tabs. Come on, that's fucking rare. But at the same point, the numbers are meaningless without knowing how big the market is and what the demand is. And, like, obviously there's going to be demand for Super Mario Bros. 3, and obviously more than 200 people in the world would want the, a really nice copy of Super Mario Bros. 3, but then you have to basically spread that out, spread that demand out across the whole market. How many people are out once that copy of Mario 3 hits $5,000 or $10,000, and they're just going to buy a $40 really nice complete in box somewhere? Maybe, a, what's a nice complete in box Mario now? 60 I have no idea. Uh, I don't know, it, but I'm so missing the, one Mario three variant that I want. That's all I know. What I'm saying, Johnny, is uh, let let's get into it. You can't fucking compare this to comic and sports populations because it is it is the tiniest tiniest part of the market. Looking at just the sealed games, you you're pretending yeah. that the other games don't exist and that people wouldn't use them as a substitute or even you know the primary way to collect because. of game collectors only collect complete in box or cards. I agree with you. All right. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, we don't like, uh, I told you, I I feel just whatever about these numbers. It's just like, it's interesting to see right now, but like the things, there are some things to glean from this, but we're not like, I, I don't know how to make predictions or, you know, draw a curve or anything yet. I need, I need more data. We need more time. Um, and like you said, knowing like what the actual market looks like would uh, go a long way in proving uh, or disproving what we know. Uh, I did want to bring up one thing about Super Mario 3, though, before we move on. Yes. Only 16 of that 237 are left, bros. Yep. Uh, yep, that's was like 15 to 20%. And I think when we bridged our episode, we said it was about 10%. So that seems to be in line because you'd expect there to be fewer of the earlier copies um yeah sure go get your left bros johnny 
or go get your Right Bros US dash code ones. Only 10 of those graded. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> So one thing while we're talking about Super Mario Brothers three, there are people who pushed this like my TM with the 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 seal of quality with the TM instead of an R. The rare right bros is that a thing? Where is it? Yeah. Oh okay. Oh that, okay. That, Was that Super yeah, Mario yeah, Brothers three? Okay. So there are a lot fewer of the seal of qualities with the TMs for Super Mario Brothers three yeah. than R. Like oh my god, who cares? Oh, you know what? I mean, compared to the rest of the numbers, I guess those are those are lower, but it's still a right bros. Sure, but also who cares? <laughs> like that that's that's true. It could be the most rarest version, but also who gives a shit? I, I thought people were hyping the Super Mario Brothers, which also has that seal of quality TM versus R variant, TM and those numbers R, are yeah. basically the same. So Yeah, those are very in line with each other. I mean, when really people should be you know, hyping that gloss stick, uh the gloss sticker seal. Right, hang tab. That's oh, the God, there's only one of those, Johnny. Oh, wow. Whoa. I bet it's worth $3 million. <laughs> yeah, I bet Rich Letchy wouldn't sell it for that. Let's uh, let's be real. A Super, well, Mario 60, a Super Mario 64 sold for $1.5 which I realized like, that price has tanked since then, but he still wouldn't sell it for that. Well, the only way we really know how much he would sell it for is I think if maybe we take him on Pawn Stars and have him Oh, uh, he said down he'd go as low as $1 million on that. One of the funniest lines in Pawn Stars is you guys managed to to uh, to to drum up my least favorite. T- uh, oh, we did it in this entire hobby. <laughs> yeah, okay. my my eyes immediately glazed over. Oh my god! I'll bring you back in with comic books. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, before we get into the individual games, I want to go back to the comic analogy because I did have my one point of data here. Um, which oh I, yeah, let's I let's lost. talk about the action comics. How many action comics are graded? Number ones. I don't know a few dozen. I, what uh, are we gonna go to Go Collect, Johnny? Uh, no, you can just I go mean, to you can just go to if Mario. If Mario is the action number or Super Mario is the action number one, shouldn't we know how many action number ones are actually graded? And anyway, they're all grades. Uh, they're seventy-five. Okay. So what what, what are you saying? Nothing. I'm just saying. There's a lot more Mario's than Action Comics number. There's one. a lot more sealed Mario's than Action Comics ones. Period. Um, yeah. The the game I looked at was Hulk One Eighty One because it's almost directly analogous to Super Mario Three. It's extremely common and extremely valuable because everyone wants it. The, yep. There is something like a hundred and seventy Hulk One Eighty One nine point eights, and there are already more sealed Mario Threes. And I, I realize the number of like really nice collectible Mario Threes is closer to like seventy. But the number will increase with time. We're definitely at the ground floor of whatever this pop report says. Hulk 180? The last Hulk 181 that in 9.8 sold in summer for $84,000. And we've definitely seen Mario 3s already sell for more than that. Even though in the tippy-toppest condition, the Hulk 181s are actually rarer. And that, I mean, that's just the difference in how the people see the market. Because the reserved investments of the world see the market as... These sealed games are just the best condition of this mass-produced thing, and the people just looking at the sealed pop reports, the sports guys are like, there are only 200 copies on planet Earth, and the complete in-box ones might as well not exist. But you should tell them the the total graded number of Hulk 181s, in just in the GoCollect census, is 15,000. Is that it? 
So, <laughs> that's it. Only no, 15,193 Hulk 181s have been graded. It is uh, one of the most graded comics of all time. Yeah. And that does not account for how often this book is bought and sold uh, like that aren't new grades. So that, that's just another thing for people to factor. A lot of comics get graded and are bought and sold. I mean, because once they're graded, they're not not always being regraded. It happens once in a while, but that's not that common. So, you know, these 15,000, how many have actually sold? How many times is Hulk 181, a graded Hulk 181 sold? It's a lot oh, more than 15,000 I mean. is my point. I do have another question for you guys, actually, uh, that I've been thinking of while we're talking. Uh, do you feel like there's going to be an immediate effect on the uh, on the auctions? Oh, there's auctions going like, on tonight. There's nothing as in like on. the ne- like like the next heritage auction is going to do blank because of the because of the pop report. Do you feel like there's going to be an immediate effect in one way or another? I think there there could be. I think. Uh, by when it was dropped and uh, that they hope there's going to be. I think numbers will be higher for two reasons. One is because there are basically two reactions besides like reserved investments reaction is pretty much an outlier. Either the numbers are about what people expected or there are people who are like not really keeping track of, of how many sales there are for certain things, how long this market has existed, how many people are in all these Facebook groups, and the numbers are way lower than they expected. No one besides reserved investments looked at this data and said, oh my god, there's so many more than I expected. There's a couple guys on like video game stage like, oh, 200 Mario's, Mario 3 is going to zero. But I don't think they're seriously participants in the market. So, for the most part, I think the people buying stuff will... Uh, see this and see all the random ones and think anything I can get my hands on sealed is something I need to get my hands on right now. So I bet we see prices bump up to answer a little more, Stefan. I think like we may not see a direct, like a super big impact now, but I think we're definitely going to see the people who are going to start going after the zero, after the zero and the ones, Mm -hmm. you know, especially if the ones got a bad grade, I, I think we'll see, start to see more of those trickle in because now they can start advertising as like, you know, first first one graded, you know, first 9.8. I think we're going to see more of that stuff start to happen. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that will have an effect on some of the prices. And games that we just haven't seen sell will start to sell because like a few of them have pop zeros or just bad scores or pop one and two. You know, so I'd be like, I mean, I just look at how comic books are sold and they're like, only you know 44 in population you know only two in this grade so um that kind of marketing is now coming to video games woo um so i think it'll i'm getting us up to the minute data here guys because we are definitely the first people reacting to the population report after this heritage auction just ended two hours ago uh Bayou Billy sold Woo. for 360. All Pro Basketball sold for 1300, which maybe there's someone on the cover. I think I think that might be a low pop game. A Styanax $234. Uh I mean if the if these prices are significantly higher because of the population report, I'm not seeing it. Uh maybe it'll affect like the super high end stuff or something, but I mean even then that's the stuff there's the most of. 21,000 for a random oval seal super mario brothers is that about in line with what they've been selling for oh good i mean these prices seem like i would look at these prices and see yep that's heritage auctions for you <laughs> so it doesn't seem like they're way higher doesn't buy you billy have kind of like a lot I of them have no idea johnny this was an oval seal 
Are there, there are there round seal viability? It feels like that's a round seal game. Anyway, twenty seven viabilities, uh, and they don't the the twenty seven total graded, and they, there's no like drop down, so there's no like okay distinction of yeah. So I don't think I mean no one went crazy and said like I need to corner the market on every game. I mean, there's also the thing that like this obviously isn't every sealed game out there. What I bet we see premiums for or. Uh, like there's one 9.8 challenge set Mario three, which most people would look at and be like, okay, it's the challenge set. But now you can market that as it's the one 9.8 challenge set. So stuff like that is definitely going to get a bump. But obviously that was going to happen with a pop report because spreading out those grades and making them seem rare is the point of the pop report. All right. Uh, you want you you want to go into pop zeros? I like. I'm running out of steam on uh, pop. Shut up, Johnny. We got we got a. Pops are great. Everybody loves pops. <laughs> um, Shut up, this... Johnny. I, I get told that a lot. Less I don't know why that, than that, I should that. that just that, All right, that I went me. through. <laughs> I realized me. I don't have uh, like just a plain text list of NES games, uh, which is Johnny. Why we should totally build a website of just plain text lists of all the consoles that we like. Uh, so I actually used like the 1997 Etler list, okay. and I went through and I one on one compared with the Pop Report. These are all your games with pop zeros because Wada doesn't tell you about the pop zeros. Asterix, that's that's a pal game, right? Gary Kitchen's Battle Tank, yeah. best of the best championship karate, Bubble Bath Babes. I'm not sure if they can grade it, but there is a graded hot slots. Casino Kid 2, Death Race, obscure ass unlicensed game, Faria, Crazy Creatures, Last Action Hero, Magician, Mermaids of Atlantis, Nigel Mansell's World Championship Racing, the game that I predicted on the Get the Greg, Greg Games Discord there will be Pop Zero of and is going to the moon. Get your Nigel Mansell's Peekaboo Poker, Pro Sport Hockey, obviously like the, the kind of the, the stereotypical rare NES game no one cares about. Uh, puzzle. Round Ball, Secret Scout, Sesame Street, 123 slash ABC. Another one a lot of people guess would be a zero. Uh, Solitaire, Times of Lore, Johnny, Hidden Gem, guaranteed. Yeah, told <laughs> Ultimate you. League Soccer told and you. Wacky Races. And everything else, there's at least one. Stadium events, there's five of. There's like three little Samsons, I think. Um, just a bunch of weird shit. Like people, uh, like there's a Chubby Cherub. There's a, a, a Ninja, not nin Ninja Kid. What's the... Yeah, Ninja Kid, just like the rare stuff, there's at least one of. So how do you feel about those zeros? I, I sent the list to Braveheart, and he's like, oh, yeah, I have a bunch of those. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> Braveheart has everything, especially Ness. Um, you mentioned that Faria, uh, there's yes. one on Is eBay no map. Uh, Faria, the oh. map was a mail away. Oh, see, I didn't oh. know that. That's why the map is expensive. Like, back in the day, old collectors, like, man, that Faria map. Oh, God, got to get that Faria map. I was one of those people. It's, remember when we talked about, like, one thing we regret not having yet, uh, and that's, like, still obtainable? The Faria map is one of those things that I've always been like, man, why don't I have the Faria Oh, there's one Faria on eBay. Map? What are you doing? It's only $300. <laughs> yeah, because it's, like, $300, and I don't want to spend well, $300 on there's two of them on, on eBay. Come on, this is easy <laughs> stuff. Yeah, one for two ninety nine, oh, best offer. That's pretty cool. Not interested. It's been there for like six months because I like look at it occasionally. It's on my eBay saves. Sold so I'll, a copy. I see it. I'm wow, like, oh, Faria's a hundred fifty dollar game. Was more than hundred fifty dollars. A copy with the map and manual sold for three hundred. 
So that means the map would have been like 150 of that. So I guess the maps are overpriced. Yeah. No, I, I always hope I'm going to find one that somebody doesn't know and they just put the map with. And I, I, I've, I'm always the guy who misses that auction. So some, uh, some low pop sealed stuff I'm just noticing has sold on eBay for significant buy it now prices in the last 24 hours. Copy of uh, Dusty Diamonds here. Buy it now for two uh, grand. Dusty and, Diamonds. Uh, Got some Dusty Diamonds our, for you. Our yeah. Patreon, SNK 2D Forever. Yeah, it is a pop two. My Dusty Diamonds are a pop two. Just so yeah. yeah, buddy. Um, I'm going to say that my sealed Dusty Diamonds, uh, oh, both right. of them, are the best in the world. <laughs> Somebody pulled the trigger on like an $800 Quix because it's pop I mean, three. So I actually, I've got the sales of what sold in the first couple hours. I was hoping it would be more like the pop report dropped and it was kind of like expected if you've been paying attention to, to this. So it wasn't like anything crazy. I was hoping like someone would buy every WADA game on eBay or something dumb like that. Or, or yeah, every, just every raw sealed game. Yeah. I think the timing is just, is poor, right? Like you, you're competing against all the holiday shopping, Black Friday and Cyber Monday, that's when you put it out. If uh, a cynic would say, Wada, if your goal is to sell games and get them graded like we know you are because you're in collusion with everybody, then you should have dropped this before all that, not during it. I think people uh, reacted so. m- more rationally than I, I expected. You know, not that I expected, more rationally than I hoped. Because, like, uh, one game that I had my eye on, Firehawk, I think, is a pop three, which is a just this random game that is super common. Uh, it's like a hundred dollars sealed, one of the most worthless NES games. And even that, people are like, "Pop three, I, no one cares about Firehawk. I'm not buying those sealed Firehawks." Uh, in order, I'll just give you the ten games that sold in the first two hours after the pop report dropped. It was Codename Viper, three hundred fifty dollars. Dirty Harry, three hundred twenty nine dollars. That had a B plus seal, I think. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, $3,000. Ghostbusters 2, $2,700. Ninja Gaiden 3, $2,400. It's like a pop, like eight or something. That It was like kind of rough, raw. I'm not spending $2,400 on shrink wrap on Ninja Gaiden 3, but oh, I'm mad. I want it. Rescue the Embassy Mission, $300. Eliminator Boat Duel for $700. Muppet Adventure for $800. And Bible Adventures for $500. Not just Ooh, Bible Adventures, but the pop Bible, Bible Adventures. adventures. Really? Wow. Yeah, because the, the, the game is pop five, and four of them are oh, right. the version that that is not. I, I, neat, um, I guess? I don't know. Yeah. Is there Are there more Bible adventures out there? I thought, like, there's... I know, like, people have bought, like, all this weird new old stock wisdom tree stuff, so I would have figured there would be more Bible adventures. There's f- probably... I mean, that might maybe selection bias, right? Because there's there's only five mm. graded copies mm. of Bible adventure. But do we know if it's red, uh, blue or black cart inside? Oh yeah, there's a there's a sealed one on eBay for $180. Why is why is no one buying it? Is it resealed? I think it's resealed. It's kind of resealed. It's pretty shiny, right? But I mean it's also it's unlicensed, so who knows. All right. Yeah, so who knows. Yeah, yeah so probably probably ask Josh. One watched in the last 24 hours. By the time this airs, it's going to be gone, guys. Go get it. Um uh, anyway, so uh Johnny, as you mentioned, I looked at these pop zeros and I made some purchases. Uh, it wasn't because uh, I thought that. Oh, did you? It wasn't that I was panicking that the stuff that's pop zero sealed is going to be rare, complete in box as well. It's because I was one step behind that, thinking that 
the people who saw this would immediately go and buy up all the the low pop sealed stuff on eBay, and I wanted to be ahead of them. Also, 50% of it was that I was looking at this data within like two minutes of it dropping, and I am just feel like, I'm so early to this, I gotta do something, I gotta buy something with this new information that I have, right? And I went and... Right, you des- <laughs> you're... F- you FOMO'd their, you pre-FOMO'd their uh, Looking FOMO, up I got almost it. any of the Pop Zeros, uh, a lot of them are, they're like $400 games. I mean, like Faria, Pro Sport Hockey. It's not like something I could just go and be like, oh yeah, let me just go get one of those. Round ball, Johnny. There was- Should have bought that Faria. That Faria uh, was probably There was one boxed copy of Round Ball. I had to buy a separate manual for it. I bought the copy of Round Ball on eBay. And there was also Spelunker. Which the pop report actually started, that started as a pop zero, and then an hour and a half in, they added that to the pop report. It was the only game they added. Super weird. Anyway, it was originally a pop zero, and there was only one boxed copy on eBay that was like $40 after I got a manual for it. Uh, So I also got a Spelunker. (laughs) Nice. Here's a Rygar. I don't know. Do I? Seems like a game I would have. Like, if you have a Rygar in a box, and you take it next to that Spelunker, and you put them next to each other, and you see that those boxes are very close to the same thing. I'll do that once I get it. Here's an interesting FOMO since, you know, that happened after the, uh, that short list that you mentioned, uh, Tyler, is uh, a $6,000 buy it now for uh, Marble Madness in 9.6. For that variant, there is one in that grade. So that was a pop one purchase on eBay. I mean, not, not nice. Out of your was mind, you, insane, but thanks for getting that data point <laughs> yeah, stuff because yeah, I, I literally yeah. was just refreshing eBay right after this dropped. So I guess people are still spending the big money. They're looking for those hidden gems in the pop report, as you might say, Johnny. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. No, I, I it's what I expected, but also, is it weird to say that it was more boring than I expected it to be? I was hoping for more drama. I like even like the discussion threads. I got like some interesting tidbits, but nothing mind blowing. Okay. Anything else we want to say about pop reports? Anything else you want to like go over on it? Or can we like be like, here's your initial take on pop reports. I mean, yeah, I, I I could bring up some games, Johnny double dragon, 30 double dragons. Someone someone, talked about like the first point someone made. I noticed it too. 30 double dragons evenly split between the circle seal and oval seal. And like these, these circle, the circle seal double dragons have been selling for like tens of thousands of dollars. And I'm biased because I think double dragon is a bad game and beat em ups is a bad genre. And I've not understood why this game has been selling for so much. I thought it would be like super rare. What is up with double dragon? Someone tell me. Because I mean, all right, $30, like in an objective no sense, yes, that's not a lot graded, but who cares about fucking Double Dragon? Uh, there are more Ubisoft, Ubisoft, Indiana Jones, and The Last Crusades graded than Taito. And I'm sure that's selection bias. I just thought that was super interesting. It might be like one or two more, but uh, I mean, obviously the Ubisoft one is way rarer, right? I mean, also, some people still don't realize that there's two different versions uh, of that yeah. same Oh, game. just like WADA, <laughs> WADA, when they lumped together the Canadian and American Kirby's Adventures, uh, which is the one, like, really kind of weird. Whoops. I mean, obviously, this is a preliminary thing. That's, like, the one big mistake on the pop report. Um, 
Because if you want to talk about a case pack game next to like Wario's Woods, it would be those French Canadian Kirby's Adventures, which were like twenty dollars, forty dollars. Oh yeah, I know they cases. I saw a case sold for two hundred dollars, uh, probably twenty nineteen. Um, and then I, I, I'm an idiot. I spent like probably one hundred fifty dollars on a, a graded copy, Johnny. I'm a super. I know you, it's stupid, but I, I wasn't gonna one hundred and fifty dollars on shipping. For some Japanese games. Oh, I've also got a, a brand new Famicom version, the original version, if you want to talk about that. That definitely cost me way less than $150. Uh, uh, I, uh, except for the shipping. You, you're um, like, oh man, I bought this game, but now I have to justify the shipping cost, oh, so I gotta well, go the, buy 44 more that's games. The thing. You just constantly buy lots of 20 at a time. Not lots, but you just always have 20 games sitting in Japan waiting to be shipped to you, Johnny. And then, like, one game arrives at the warehouse, like, a little bit too late to make your shipment. And they're like, I've got one game there. Time to go buy 19 more. It's <laughs> That's how they get you. They they actually just have nope. your name flagged. They're just like, just break, always break up this guy's shipment. He'll also, uh, I mean, because you have to deposit your money in advance when you lose an auction. Uh, like, that money's just sitting there. So I lost a big auction recently. And now I've just got, like, $400 sitting in that. that uh, Zen Market account, and it's like, oh, I got four hundred dollars. <laughs> what can I get in Japan? Sweet. So when I finally need something from Zen Market, I can be like, Tower, go buy this, and you won't ha- be like, but then I have to deposit money into my Zen Market account wallet. No, you, Johnny, you go do that. You no, I like it better when you do it. All right, Stefan, you got any th- weird things you want to add to this, Tower? Do you have any more? I was just perusing eBay just to see like how many for new listings, just to see how many people are now adding, oh, highest graded or like referencing, referencing the data now. Population. It, it, it is a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, weird. Huh. <laughs> it's like I knew that would happen months ago. Yeah. Yes. All right. The funny. Um, the, immediately. I like when uh, if people put like pop one or I'm looking at this excite by pop three. And it's like population three, either in this like very specific variant or like in this variant in this grade to the point where it's like it's an NFT. There's only one of this particular copy. In oh, the world, shit. There's so. a sealed copy of Jeopardy. Yeah, Pop zero. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> let's um, let's go grade a bunch of games that are like in really bad condition, you know, sealed ones where basically the whole box is destroyed. And the only thing keeping it together is the shrink wrap. And get like a 3.2, and uh, which is a grade that doesn't exist. Um, and then we can talk about how it's the only one in this grade. Yeah. I mean, uh, what was it? Josh Hamblin, maybe? Someone graded... Uh, All those mold carts. Besides the mold one, there's one copy. What's the, the stupid fighting game? Killer Instinct? Killing. There's like a 0.5 C plus of that. that just it, It's just full Why? of dirt. Like the inside of the shrink wrap is full of dirt. Like people grade low <laughs> things as memes. <laughs> Back when it wasn't yeah. horrendously expensive. I think some of these people uh, spend so many thousands of dollars grading that like sending in one meme game doesn't. Yeah, them. I mean, they're, they're looking at the price they spend monthly on uh, WADA and they're just like, no, oh, what's one more? Who, who gives a shit? You know, speaking of that, I think now we will see. We can't tell what's genuinely rare yet because I think a lot of people, or not a lot of people, but someone is going to start buying up all the the pop ones they could find and and sending them in, and so we could see what actually remains pop one, like 
probably Ninja Kid. My my just my favorite rare game to bring up. I don't know. Yeah, like Chubby Cherub, stuff like that, and the stuff that people just haven't sent in because right. it's done a shit. I, I did notice that there are a couple that are like genuinely genuine like like to the OG genuinely important and rare games that are also very low population. Like like Flintstones. Uh, yeah, Flintstones is one. Um Little Samson is pop three. Like I was I was genuinely surprised at that. Yeah. It, it is nice to see like some of the stuff that like people like know about but didn't necessarily care about but like like old set collector said oh these games are rare and then not see a thousand right. of them in the pop report yeah that would that would have made me sad <laughs> so also the uh, the stuff that the more older collector people are interested in that's the stuff that's more likely to also still be a vga though especially if it's like in collections sure. and like they've had it yeah. for 10 years they might just be like why would i spend 200 dollars crossing this to water i'm just gonna keep it right. yeah i mean but there's who knows? also it's that, all speculation. the fact there's also the factor that like those aren't like big names so they're not going to move like little samson is a big name to us but it you know to a lot of the sealed investors that's the game that doesn't matter i am surprised about flintstones because just name recognition of flintstones should drive more Mm -hmm. but i guess uh i guess if you can't find it you can't find it yeah uh three sealed stadium events all in uh, nine oh and above um oh i thought there were five i guess there's five complete in box is that the same amount as Little Samson's? That's the same amount as Little Samson's. Actually, the stadium events are in better grades than Little Samson's because there's an 8.0 Little Samson. You, if you, you haven't seen Little Samson, you, you think you'd send it in. I think so. Here, here's one you didn't expect. We'll, we'll go, co- cover some fun ones, and then we'll we'll get out of this. But, right. uh, action 52, 23 graded that, Action 52. Yeah, I saw that too. That's more than I thought. I thought that game... I don't. I mean, I mean, I don't know how yeah. where these games come from. But doesn't that seem like a lot? Yeah. Compared to the rest um, of these numbers. Here's, one, here's, here's a number also confusing to me. Uh, Amagon 11. A game that I forget exists on a daily basis. Oh, yeah. Uh, someone graded 11 of those. Like, wow. Wait, is Amagon on Atari? Is that the same Amagon? So. No. What's Probably. What's the Atari game? A- Amadar? Am I thinking of Amadar? Oh, man. I don't know. I- I can't I bring no this idea. game it's to just, <laughs> I'm thinking of Amadon. It's just a surprising number for a game that like, you're like, oh yeah. It's like any game that has the, oh yeah, that exists reaction. Uh, when I see it, like I'm just surprised to see more than one or two graded. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, surprise game also that has like a number, but not nearly as high as I thought it would be. Bionic Commando. Only 20 graded on Bionic Commando. I'm really? Compared to the rest of that, that seems like... That's in like the upper echelon of NES that people have said. I guess so. I'm a little bit surprised. Uh, Bubble Bobble Part 2, only three. What are you surprised of, Steph? No, I said I'm a little bit surprised that that like I'm some low pop stuff that like arguably like there's like trash copies of it, like low grade but sealed stuff is actually sitting on eBay. Like I'm looking at this copy of Phantom Fighter that is rough. Uh, but it's pop three and it's sitting here at $250. And I'm just surprised that like people aren't FOMOing the trash on the, on the low pop stuff. Yeah, Considering like the money that gets spent on just like, like the dumb money that gets spent on the Castlevanias and final fantasies and shit. Like I, I can't believe there's not someone also buying up trash yeah. like to yeah. like what, what would be me going through like a dollar bin and buying like, Oh, this is some randomly rare thing for a dollar. Let me go get that. 
here's some randomly rare low pop NES game for 250. Let me just add that to my portfolio and I could buy a thousand of those instead of buying my next Super Mario 3 or whatever. But uh you want another here's another fun one for you guys. Cybernoid the fighting machine, 19 of those are graded. Isn't that one of like the stereotypical most common NES sealed games? I mean, probably, but it's also a game that I'm like, oh yeah, that exists. Uh, yes, very much. How many? Well, one thing. Destination that I Earth Star. Any guesses on how many Destination Earth Stars were graded? Nineteen. Stefan, you gotta. You want to see if you can do better? Thirty-two. <laughs> Twenty-six is the answer. Hmm. Stefan, do you have a point to make besides listing a game and the number next to it? I was looking at Impossible Mission 2 because that one I know for a fact that there are actively pallets of that game. Yeah. Uh, and I'm surprised that it's that it, 50 copies. Uh, I guess there's also a variant that I'm not aware. What's this? Impossible. I don't know Mission what that sticker AVE. thing is. Um, AVE versus SCI. Uh, yeah. Oh. Who made it? Yeah, they, wait, they is- list those separately? Oh my God, they list those separately. Yeah. I guess the SEI ones are the ones there's pallets of. Yeah. Um, but so that's weird because that is another one of those stereotypically worthless. Everybody knows there's a million of them out there games and still 50 of them got sent in. Who is buying impossible mission Two? like, well, well look at it. Look, look at it. It's look at the, the, you know, they're all 9.4, 9.6, 9.8 basically. Yeah. So these are, I mean, these they're are all essentially from case packs. all case packs. Yeah. But man, then there's that one asshole cool. who graded the eight five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I also <laughs> hey tyler i just want to just re- rebut your criticism of talking about a game and then then its number isn't that what this whole fucking episode is about yeah but like <laughs> the interesting things oh, like we I have a reason we're not just like destination earth star talking guys about a number 26 like <laughs> we're talking about impossible Mission 2, a game that you know there's a lot of copies out there so it's interesting to talk about yeah, its number. Th- oh thousands, so, so thousands that's an interesting thousands. fact but uh, yeah yeah Oh, yeah. Unless you guys have any more games and numbers you'd like to talk about, can we move on? Fucking asshole. God. Um, no, Stefan, I, you said it. I, man, why is no one buying the junk? And also, it's because everybody knows it's junk, but you could go on eBay and get a $200 copy of fucking Hudson Hawk. And it's a single-digit pop game. I'm doing my my hands that I'm being sarcastic because who fucking cares about Hudson Hawk? Yeah. Uh, but like, if you're one of these sports card guys who's like, every there's none of this stuff out there. All of it's going to the moon. Go pick up the shit like Hudson Hawk. Guarantee yeah, like, it's going to be relatively low pop forever. I don't understand why someone doesn't just like search for sealed NES, buy it now, sort from you know uh price price starting at lowest and just like snipe everything that's under two hundred dollars. Well Stefan, everything under two thousand dollars. Whoever's got the money to buy the Super Mario sixty four for one point five million, like either that person had fuck money or the underbidder just had fuck money. So instead of doing that to manipulate the market, buy out every single game that's under like a thousand dollars and just see what happens. Like maybe the market will fill it fill up with garbage again. Or maybe it'll cause a panic and people think like, oh my God, it's happening. Everyone has finally started to hoard the sealed games. We got to hoard all this shit. It's my, uh, it's my market manipulation tip for anyone who's really rich out there. Nice. <laughs> Thanks. Good, Good one, tip. Tyler. Good tip. 
Good tip. Um, yeah, I don't have anything else. I uh, so there was round balls of pop zero and one sold buy it now for like a hundred bucks two weeks before the pop report dropped. It was like November sixteenth, and I I so wanted to find a conspiracy of like a bunch of like zero pop and low pop games sold. Like someone had advanced access to the data and sniped all the good shit off eBay. Uh, I was unable to find a conspiracy. I really tried for you. Maybe the only conspiracy game was round ball. Someone got you know the pop who, report and they're like, oh, you know I'm who says that they couldn't find a conspiracy? Someone who's neck deep in a conspiracy. Tyler. Yeah. That would be the doing, way to Tyler? like, you know, Ty- shuffle off any blame that might. Ty- Tyler is absolutely misdirecting right now. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, I mean, I did buy a complete box copy of Round Ball. Maybe it's to go with my new sealed I, copy of Round Ball. I couldn't find any evidence of a conspiracy, <laughs> so you should definitely take me on my word. Oh, I've got a story, a bad story. Uh, there was a guy on like Reddit, I think, who had a... Maybe it was Facebook. It was a Facebook Marketplace post, and he didn't know what to price his sealed magician at, uh, and he was going to sell it for like two to $400. He was going to use like the price charting price, and there was like a shark that was chomping at the bit to get it. And I messaged him and I'm like, you fucking idiot. Do not sell that fucking magician. Are you out of your mind? That game is so rare. Uh, and I'm happy it's a pop zero because I definitely saved that guy. All right. That's my story. I'm glad you're out there for the people. I'm out there for the people. I'm not one of these people who's like, oh my God, this guy's got a fucking seal magician. I'm going to give him $500 for it. God oh, fucking got him. Because um, I'm not going to pay $500 for a fucking copy of Magician, but I can save him from selling it to someone else. That was nice of you, Tower. Good job. Yeah, go get those Magicians, guys. Cool game that is one of those like pro sport hockey games that people are like always fucking missing at the end. Do people care about set collecting still, John? I don't know. No. Okay. Not Not for these sets. You want to start talking about Wii and Wii U? People are hot on the Wii U. You wanted to make an episode about that. I do. I I want to talk about people collecting for the Wii U right now. Is it really hot? It's heating up. Huh. Huh. I'm not kidding. I don't huh. I don't fully understand it, but it, it is happening. I don't want to get into it yet because I haven't I, I don't have enough data yet. But prepare for the right. upcoming Wii U episode, everybody. Yeah. By buying all them Wii U games, get them before they're on the pop report. That's all I'm saying. If, man, the pop report, do we affect the market more than the pop report? I mean, obviously, someone bought like $6,000 Marble Madness and all that. Was that because of the pop report, or did someone just really feel like buying a Marble Madness today? No way. I do not know. We don't know, affect the market. It doesn't happen. No way. We are, we're huge influencers, Johnny. We uh, are. What do we even talk we, about? What, well, what, you know what? Game we, we could be, be since, the, <laughs> since the market is like 10 people. Right. Like, if we could just get those ten people in our pocket, we could influence the whole when, market. When the market is infin- infinitely small, uh, it's it's not hard to be an influencer. All right, well, get after it then, please. Let us know how it goes. We're, we're already we're influencing right now as we speak. We are. Someone. I always, I always think about that guy who messaged. Wait, I think he messaged you, Johnny, and said that he he takes notes. Oh yeah, that there's a couple of people who take notes. Yeah. <laughs> Please look at the pop data yourself. Don't take notes. Although definitely take us up on our on our uh, 
uh, on our scheme to uh, just buy all the garbage and then at Tyler and I because we want to know. Buy everything rare? What are you doing? Someone go buy that Faria. I don't know what a Faria sells for on NES. There's one copy, complete in box, zero in solds. Does no one like, did no one get this data and they're like, oh shit. Faria is really rare, and now even people who don't know anything know Faria is really rare without having to do any work. No one like panics. I, I'm just, just over you. here buying my round ball. Am I the only you one? You do did it. That? You do that. <laughs> I mean, Faria. Faria is a game that I was like, there. There was a hunt for Faria back in the day. People, people know about Faria. Yeah, it's a cool game, and there's one copy for. It's like not in the best condition. It was like a little bit better. I would consider it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's not great. Someone buy it. We're hyping it. Collector's Quest market manipulation right here. Someone buy this Varia. <laughs> it's got the baggie. <laughs> there you go. All right, on that note, gentlemen, anything else you want to say on uh, games that have titles and numbers by them? <laughs> Someone submit that Crazy Creatures. Where's the Crazy Creatures, Johnny? Oof, Pop Zero. Oh, I don't know. It probably just doesn't exist. I don't know. No, I've got nothing, John. All right. Guys, uh, we're going to move on from this then. Uh, for anyone asking why we didn't look at the CIB stuff, I mean, it's all sample data. There's, It's not much is there, so we don't want to touch on that yet. There's not a whole lot to look at. Yeah, so, there's like six games. Uh, take a, and, yeah, uh, take a look for yourself if you want to see what's going on with that. Because uh, I saw some people being like, what's going on on CIB? And then someone's like, look at the tab, dummy. And you're just like, well, there's not really anything there that might be why they're asking so rather than be a jerk about it just there's not much there that's why all right guys let's go to the collector's question of the show tyler we just get one well one or two um, game rave tv asks uh if language was not a barrier and you could read here and understand completely any import library what library would you jump into first Personally, I'd play all the Japanese RPGs we never got here on PlayStation. Oh, what a surprise. Game Rave would play the PlayStation games? Um, or <laughs> yeah. finally play Shocking. through Samurai Showdown RPG on Neo Geo CD. Steppen. Yeah, I mean, That's I think your that, library that, answer is one game? No, his, <laughs> well, his real answer was uh, PSRPGs. And, no, no, no. That, I was saying... Game Rave was also saying Samurai Showdown RPG. Oh, Neo okay. Geo I thought that was your answer. You think I would pick Neo Geo CD, me as the library? I, so I was very <laughs> confused. Yeah, for, for I mean, it's low-hanging fruit, but you know, it's sort of similar to his answer, too. But but it would be the NES library, but there's there's so many... Well, maybe 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 Super Famicom. You know what? No, I, I lied. Super Famicom. I, it would be all the Super Famicom RPGs. Like, I'm... I'm uh, I'm I'm real into that Super Famicom, uh, and uh, yeah. So there's, I mean, or even not even just RPGs, but just that library in general. There's so many Super Famicom games that I would love to play that are not horse racing games because there's a lot of those too. But I have no interest in horse racing games. You're winning whatever it was. It winning post ninety six <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Super Famicom. Uh, more specifically, though, the RPGs for sure. Like winning post ninety six. Got it, Johnny. Um, wow. Uh, you know, I'd probably go with the N64. <laughs> nope, no. Uh, well, Stefan already said, uh, Super Nintendo. So behind that, I would, I would be looking at the Sega Saturn, uh, Japanese library mm. because there's a lot of cool stuff there, um, that I would like to play and wish I, I could. 
My first instinct was PC Engine, just because I I collect PC Engine, and there's God, there's so many RPGs that I can't play. But at the same time, like I'm not like a guy who's always playing 16-bit RPGs, so I don't think I would really play them. Uh, so I will say, the PC 88 guys, uh, old Japanese computer, for the reason that. I look up a lot of these old, weird, obscure Japanese computer games, and there'll be like sites like Hardcore Gaming 101 that that translate and play a lot of them. And there are some games that I come across these blog posts where people go through all these obscure games, and there will be games that are like, I don't know enough Japanese to play this. I literally could not get anywhere in this game, and I want to know what those games are. So no, why why not just like why not something good like the MX2 or something? Yeah, I was gonna say the MSX would be uh, interesting as well. I mean, do do I need to? Like, I'm thinking of what MSX games I would need to play that aren't just like translation. You don't matched. know. That's a thing. You don't yeah. know. Like I mean, Saturn, I, MSX has a lot all... of like arcade style games. Like, I I could play a lot of those. Uh, like Saturn, I don't. What's pick on something Saturn? That, like, that no I one, need... no one knows anything about. You're just like, here's a weird obscure is, Tyler. If answer. a game really matters, people make a translation patch for it. People make translation patches for the dumbest shit that no one cares about. I played a translated copy of Deep Dungeon Four on the Famicom. Who the fuck cares about the Deep Dungeon series? That game also sucks. Who translated it? I don't know, but it was translated. People just translate shit. I would have okay. said Famicom because I, I like Famicom, but again, like not my favorite era of RPGs and like, I guess there's adventure games and I don't know. just doesn't seem like the stuff I'd play. Fair enough. All right. Uh, what's your favorite? Th- uh, this is from Sam M. What's your favorite thing about collecting for the Atari 2600? I don't understand the question. <laughs> is it the prices, guys? <laughs> Um, I love it. Johnny has walked away. He's not even there. <laughs> I, I, I'm waiting. You guys talk. I, I have an answer. My favorite thing about collecting. How colorful they look Atari on the shelf. Okay. Uh, I, my okay. favorite, my favorite thing about collecting for the 2600 is, and I bought a couple 2600 games recently, is that I got to actually buy like the first games that I ever actually played. And like picked for myself. That's my favorite thing about collecting for it. Generally, I dislike it, but the ones I bought, the reasons I bought them, uh, is because, you know, they have a, you know, they set me on my video game path. Uh, whether they're good or not, they were the forerunners of me doing everything I did later with video games. So that's, that's why that's my favorite part. Uh, I think my answer would probably, uh, you probably figure it out, but uh, Atari's got some really awesome box art. And, uh, and you know, in a, in, a, in a time when they had to sell their game on the box uh, because they couldn't, they didn't have the, you know, the fidelity to deliver an experience to you that uh, was that compelling, um, you know, they had some really great box art. So, like, that's, you know. Some of my favorite box art. Some of my favorite box art is is on Atari. Like the Defender box art is is a big is a big one for well, me. The box would, art was like the first it. way you started playing the game, right? Like you're like that. You're like you saw what they did with the art, and then you took that whatever your imagination was doing, and then brought that filled into in the, the blanks. Game you sure you. did. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And that's this. That's not something that you even have to do anymore. That's like that. That that in and of itself is a lost a lost piece of this hobby and this you know and and just like the love of gaming like you just don't have to do that anymore you know exactly you know that you can they can essentially deliver you whatever they want to put on the box so 
What? Wait, you yeah, don't like? Do you don't you like get... all these box arts with guy holding a gun, Stefan? Are you saying that this is a lost art? <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. Let me let me update this. What if it's guy holding a gun and there's a little bit of blue and a little bit of orange? Yeah, that's right. Or uh, <laughs> I like the the the, the mobile icons all, uh, make me laugh a lot because it's always guy screaming. That is every every popular mobile game is their icon is 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 guy screaming. <laughs> Uh, Tyler, what's your favorite part? I mean, obviously, Atari games are short. I'm, I've am i said it before because I got into Mountain King. I was playing a lot of Mountain King. I'm the world's leading expert on Mountain King, guys. Um, not true. I like that even if I don't like an Atari game, I can pretty much fucking have a conversation about it if I play it. So, Blackjack? And is it just called Slots? There's definitely a... It might be called Fruit Machine. I forgot. But, like, I have played those dumbass games. They have literally five seconds of gameplay. I know everything there is to know about it, and I've barely played it. And, like, I don't think you could do that. If you play through Musha once, I don't think you have the Musha experience. If you play through Atari Blackjack for one minute, I think you pretty much know what the game is. I like that aspect. I like that these games have so little to offer that after ten seconds, I can tell you all about it. Not all about it, because, again, I think a game like Mountain King you could dive a lot deeper into than if you just played it for 20 minutes. But, Johnny, uh, I really like to be able to be an expert on something that I don't have to spend any time with. <laughs> you know, there's a the internet is the right place for you, Tyler. I think, no, that's not the point. It's harder to have wrong opinions. Like, that's a bad thing to say, wrong opinions. Friday the 13th. No, we no, talked about Friday the 13th. Opinions. How many people played Friday the 13th for a fucking hour, had no idea what to do, and they're like, this game sucks. Also, the angry video game nerd says it sucks. That doesn't yeah. happen with Atari games because they're so much easier to understand. Everyone just says they suck anyway because they're Atari games. We understand what you mean. We are just teasing you. Uh, and yeah, just. I, I get like pe- people message me on Instagram and they're like, they're so mean to you, Tyler. Yeah. <laughs> Do they message you? Johnny, people used to say that Johnny's mean to me. You're the new. I did. I did call you a fucking asshole in the middle of this episode. So maybe I am. (laughs) I love you, Tyler. I'm super nice outside of the podcast, though. Um, Um, you are. I don't know. I'm. I'm proved out by my actions, though. I guess I'm mean to you. I'm sorry, Tyler. Uh, I will. I'll work on it in the new year. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Any more questions? We good here? We moving on, Tyler? Should I buy this Faria? I guess a bunch I mean, of Faria box no. onlys have sold, so it's not as rare complete in box as... No, and that box saying. is not nice. The top is scrunched. Yeah, it's got... I know. And I, I hate when the tops, top is creased. Yeah. I keep my tops out um, to save space, so... Me too. But also, That's why I can't I'm have creased like tops. Condition guy. Yeah, all right, fuck Faria. Fuck Faria. I would have to spend. I would eventually have to spend three hundred dollars on a map, but I'm not going to do that. Yep, got to have the mappers, not complete guys. All right. So, did you want to answer another question? Oh my god, never mind. We're going to answer another question. Let's go. We knew no, I asked if you wanted to. My no, mom asks. My mom. This is retro game enthusiast. My mom asks, "Do you have anything in your collection you love that you would have hated when you first started collecting?" Damn, retro game enthusiast's mom coming in with the good questions. I I really hope his mom did ask that question. I mean, she must have, right? It's it's a generic question. I it got really excited for it because at first I thought Tyler was saying that it was from his mom, <laughs> and I will answer questions from Tyler's mom all day. I all it's day. weird when you always have to like put Tyler's mom and how excited you are. I mean, it, uh, ma- it makes me, me uncomfortable. Nope, stop. 
kids listen to this show, please stop. I can be excited more than one way. Okay, that's true, but that's not what you meant. Gross. <laughs> that's between me and Tyler's mom. Oh, God. <laughs> Tyler, I'm sorry. This is me trying to be nice to you, and it's not working out because Stefan is being mean to you. My mom talks to me. She's like, Stefan is so nice. She like she posts on Stefan's Facebook wall. She wished him a happy birthday. Like I know. <laughs> She's great. Johnny, what, what like would you have is... hated that you have? What What was the question? <laughs> what do you what love do you... that you would have hated when you started collecting? Um. Usually it's the opposite. Usually, like I hate I hate stuff that I bought at the beginning, um, and got rid of. That's what makes this a more interesting question. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to think. Uh, maybe a couple of my Atari games. Uh, I but see, I probably wouldn't have hated them, but I would have felt less good. Um, ooh, let's go. Let's let's d- drive it back to. I love all the sealed games I have now, but I hated them when I first bought them. Because now I know how much money they're worth. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, let me adjust my monocle for a moment as I count my money. Hmm, yes. Did VGA even exist when we started collecting? When did VGA start? 2008? Am I remembering that right? I mean, who 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 are you saying we to? Because if you're asking me, it was definitely. Because I didn't come on until... 15 14 okay i thought vga was around like 2008 but like so like i have one do i i have two vga games and i definitely would have thought that was the dumbest shit ever uh when uh i started collecting because that's what everybody thought uh and most people still do and and still is yes (laughs) (laughs) do you want to know what vga has though that other graded companies don't have uh, square boxes. I was gonna say clean boxes that aren't like scuffed on the inside. Mm, I do true. love their boxes. I mean, I just like boxes you can stack and get on shelves without being ridiculous. Anyways, uh, Stefan, what's I your have, answer to the question? Honestly, I know, I know, uh, uh, Johnny had said it kind of uh, tongue in cheek, but like when I first started collecting, I was like, anything that wasn't a card only video game was dumb to me like i i was i was like i'm gonna go like my childhood looked like a a pile of square of gray squares and that's what i'm trying to do i'm trying to take back my childhood that's like all i was interested in i thought even like people collecting complete in box were dummies uh so literally anything in my game room right now that's not a cart only game uh, when I started collecting, I would have thought was absolutely stupid. I mean, I collected card only, but I, I didn't. I didn't hate complete in box. Like, no, I, I didn't hate it, but but I, I but it it was just like I didn't I didn't understand. I thought it was the dumbest thing to like spend a premium on manuals and boxes. <laughs> my answer would be uh, all of my complete N sixty four games, my Xbox set. And anything newer than the 2000s, because, oh my god, did I think all that shit nobody would ever fucking care about and is all super dumb. You um, still and, do. It yeah, just, it, and N64 and Xbox are still super dumb. But, like, if if I told my, my like, 2006 self, like, oh yeah, oh yeah, we bought this, uh, this copy of, uh, I don't know, Banjo-Tooie, and we paid $100 for it, they would just look at me and be like, what the fuck are you talking about? 
So that's uh, true. Yeah, man, N sixty four was garbage, Johnny. Why can't why uh, can't we go back? I don't know. Shall I tell you how I got my big box Tarzan in a lot of games that I paid under a hundred dollars for? <laughs> uh, Jumbone just posted one of those on Instagram. God, uh, those are so was cool. So not, oh, it was, it was so the nice. nicest I've seen of it too. Speaking of uh, Jumbone, shout out to to Jumbone for his uh, his brand new listing on eBay, a sealed copy of uh, the White Man Can't Jump on uh, VHS for two hundred and two hundred nineteen dollars and ninety nine cents. Sealed VHS gets- is the it's. Going to the moon, guys. Uh, you like you know what? I hope my answer to this question isn't in fifteen years. Sealed VHS. <laughs> no, VHS. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even buy regular VHS. Who? <laughs> how can you care about sealed ones if you don't care about the format? I'm just. I'm saying in fifteen years, I hope this like it could start in five years. I oh just hope God. that in fifteen years, my answer isn't sealed VHS. I mean, I have also, a non- Tyler, It's a joke. It's a no, joke, it's Tyler. not. I there's a future, Johnny, where you're like, you know, I just I just bought the Star Wars trilogy because you know they're my favorite movies. I just got to. Get, I just bought Batman 1989. It's gonna be framed on the wall. No, I don't have I don't have that those feelings. Look, yeah. I'm already I'm hitting my middle age right now. Um, you know, at 43. You know what I'm looking at right now? You know what? I'll tell you in our buying and selling because we should transition to that part of the show. Excellent idea. Buying and selling. Um, oh, we're going to talk about my sales. I just sold a bunch yeah, of points. Buy, yeah, buying. Yeah, we are. This episode, we are going to talk about <laughs> buying and selling because Tyler sold some stuff. Wait, but did he really? Also, uh, what are we playing? Um, I will go into it later. Tyler, since you brought it up, whoa, what are you buying? What are you selling? And did you play anything? What? Man, we're actually bringing up selling. I sold. I, so I sold coin sets, Johnny. I haven't sold on eBay and like seriously, like a bunch of stuff in like I don't know, ten years, maybe. I'm getting back in the swing of it. I'm going to start listing stuff, I don't know, like 30 things every Saturday. And no, there's like nothing interesting. People are like, oh my God, you're selling stuff? You're getting out of it? Is it happening? No, I have a bunch of fucking like coins and shit around the house that I need to get rid of. Um, who cares? Who cares about my coins? I can't believe I how knew, much. How much have you made? How much have you made? Is And is that money going back into video games? Oh God, 100%. Well, all right. So this first round, I could easily say that I bought like uh, a couple nice things for myself. But other than that, I've got like some gold and silver just that like my grandfather had and I'm just selling it and putting it into my Vanguard account because I don't, I don't understand owning gold and silver. If I look at the price that my grandfather paid for it compared to what it's worth now, it has like a little more than doubled compared to the stock market, which has gone up like 10 times since that. So I don't understand the gold and silver doesn't appeal to me. So I'm moving that money over to my stocks, Johnny. Okay. Donks. Stocks. So um, what did, uh, what'd you buy? What's some, what are some games you bought? I got, I know you've been posting some good stuff. I haven't posted good stuff. I don't even know if I'm going to talk about that because I'm looking on eBay, Johnny. But I bought a, I just got in the mail today a big box Half Life Two, uh, which I've been looking for. Um, I think it. I don't know if it came out in America. It has an ESRB logo on it. Um, it might have only came out in Southeast Asia, but whatever. I don't care. It's the big one. I want the big one, Johnny. I got a first print of Mist which was on the Mac and it has this little like film banner in the top left and comes in a two piece box rather than a flip top box. Um, nice. I keep, I kept seeing people on like the big box group. They like find it at thrift store for like 20, like $15. And they're like, this store is asking $15 for this first print Mac mist. I'm like, well just buy it and send it to me. God damn. I just want it. 
Um, I don't know how rare it is. Considering how many copies I've seen people pass on since I've been looking for it, I don't think it's that rare, but I'm happy to have it. Also, in that Instagram photo, I posted my sealed PC first print of Mist, which I got this year for $30. And within 20 minutes of posting, someone offered me $1,500. That's what this <laughs> didn't just hear me. I'm like, I'll give you $1,500. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Just is this what happens when people post sealed games? You guys just like immediately get offers all the time. Is that what the sealed game sealed Instagram games. is? I don't post sealed games. So. No, I know, but I'm, I'm, I'm putting that question out there. I mean, so, we, it's the WADA episode. Someone's listening to this who posts sealed games all the time. Are you just like constantly getting offers in your inbox unsolicited. Um, Let us know. Any other good stuff? You, you probably don't want to hear about my 1979 Sublogic Apple II animation package. You're right. We don't. <laughs> Do you want to hear about Indianapolis 500, the simulation for PC? It's a historic sim racing game. It was $5. <laughs> so oh, you know historic. what? I did, I've never brought this up on the show. I was so excited. No one gave a shit on Instagram. I, quote unquote, <laughs> completed my Samurai Warrior collection. So they made an Usagi Yojimbo game on, uh, on like ZX Spectrum, Amstrad, CPC, and Commodore 64 in Europe. They sure did. And I love the story of it because it's uh, who made Beam Software. They were just guys sitting around the office coding Commodore games or whatever the fuck you do in English computer development. And they just had uh, Usagi Yojimbo comics around the office. And they're like, we love this thing. This is great. Let's make a video game. And they just went and got the license and they made a video game. And uh, I got all three versions of it along with a Spanish variant. And no one gives a shit. No one cares about Usagi Yojimbo. Um, that is not true. Plenty Stefan of, does because he Ninja appears Turtle in enthusiasts. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say yeah. he, he is uh, on Ninja Turtles, so <clears throat> yeah, people care. Um, it, maybe if it was sealed, it'd be worth twenty thousand uh, dollars. That, that Albedo number two book, you got one of those, Stefan? Mm, I did. Sold it. What are you doing? What are you doing? Comics are so much cooler than games. Come Make on, you saw that money. pop for Action Comics one? Hmm. 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 I got, <laughs> Ada got mad at me for, I bought, uh, oh, you know, I'll bring up something more interesting than fucking Math Blaster. Um, I got, yeah, that's the other thing on Instagram, I got Ultima 6, the pre-order version, maybe the first real special edition game in the US, probably not. But uh, basically, if you pre-ordered Ultima 6 directly from Origin Systems, uh, Richard Garriott and the artist of the box would sign your box. And then he also included a cassette tape where he talked about the history of Ultima. That's pretty fucking cool. That's pretty cool. neat. Yeah, 1990. Not a lot of special editions came out before 1990 that were, were actually special editions that didn't just write it on the box and didn't mean anything. So if you know of any special edition, any console, computer, anything that came out before 1990, please let me know. Uh, Is that it? You good? That's what I bought. You want to hear what I played, Johnny? I do. Is it is it Metroid? Because why didn't you play Metroid? I'm, I didn't play Metroid. <laughs> Johnny, let me tell you, uh, and Stefan, Stefan, you're here too. Let me tell you about the worst game. Just, just the worst game. Let me tell you about, uh, how I've been playing RuneScape. Why are you going to tell me about how you were playing RuneScape and it's the worst game and then why you didn't just play Metroid? Yeah. Well, I played something else too, but I was just sitting around the house with an earbud in one ear, listening to myself cutting wood 
it, it was a task that I have to go tap every five minutes. So I just constantly have a ticking sound in one ear while I'm doing other shit around the house. And every time the ticking sound stops, I have to go over to my phone and tap it. Um, it's been a really exciting game, let me tell you. Uh, but also, uh, I played Roll Cage. Roll Cage Redux? Do you guys know what Roll Cage is? No. Oh, man. Okay, so Roll Cage is a 90s racing game, and it, it was a PC game. It was also ported to PlayStation. It's kind of similar to Wipeout. The gimmick is that you can, uh, like like those Tyco RC cars, you can roll onto your like the roof of your car and just keep going because the wheels touch on either side, which is a super dumb gimmick because you would never want to do that because that would slow you down. Besides the point... The original developer of Rollcage has a website where he has fixed a bunch of bugs in the game and updated it to work with modern versions of Windows. And he literally just has like a pirated copy of the game you could go download. It's called Rollcage Redux. Nobody report this guy to Sony, but you can go download it. Like my controller worked out of the gate, works on Windows 10 out of the gate. It was all perfect. Looks amazing. So you can go get an amazing pirated version of Rollcage if anyone is in the Rollcage fam out there. But no one is. It's okay. I mean, it's needed exists. Yeah. I like it. He worked on it for like a year. I don't know who would, who would do that as a job and then be like, as my hobby, I'm just going to go fix up this game and make it modern. I guess it was a passion project, but I sure wouldn't do that with my work. Yeah. Well, maybe one of these days you'll play something like Metroid. <laughs> was Metroid good, Johnny? Uh, I've only played like two hours of it. Oh, uh, wow. My, my whole family got sick. So then I was taking care of everybody, like had to make Thanksgiving dinner by myself. And Aww. yeah, it's been great. It's been great here. Oh, so you it was can, bad you can have I a sad excuse had, for not really playing Metroid. Yeah, I, it was literally like wife and child with fevers. I thought they had COVID for a, a bit. We had to go get them tested because I was like, wow, this is you got all the symptoms. But all the symptoms for any sickness is the symptoms for COVID. So whatever um yeah so they had to be tested but they were all fine and except for you know just being very sick so now my wife is on antibi antibiotics and jd is uh he's on the mend he's he's recovering and uh feeling a lot better no more fevers for him but my wife is still still not great so I'm sorry, that's why i didn't play it i mean whatever that's that's uh that's life happens uh kids get sick wives get sick and sometimes that means you can't play video games like an adult. Sucks. Sucks. But you still but bought it did stuff. Mean that, uh, I did buy some stuff, uh, which I'll tell you about. Um, but it did mean we got to lay around in bed and like watch He-Man and stuff. So that was cool. No complaints there. Um, yeah, I bought a couple of things. Hey, guys, you want to get really disinterested in what I bought real quick? Here you go. Let me tell you about Garfield. Uh, that I bought for the PS2. Oh, all right. So, <laughs> Stefan, just tell us about art or something. I can't. I didn't know oh, this no. game. Oh. So, what? Garfield World Tour, our Lasagna World Tour, came out in America. But it's not the first Garfield on the PS2. <laughs> and Tyler, you got to love that Garfield, uh, just the game Garfield, is the first 3D Garfield. It's historic. You got to oh, love that. That sounds pretty uh, historic. Yeah, it's on the PS2. Uh, but it was so terrible that it was only released in Europe, didn't even get released in Japan. Um, largely got panned. Not like lasagna is panned. Um, this panned in a bad way. Um, there's your lasagna joke. Uh, and then there's another Garfield that came out only in the UK and Japan. And uh, that one's Garfield 
uh, called Saving Arlene. If you don't know Arlene, that is Garfield's uh, girlfriend. That's like the long-necked, weird pink cat. Um, some people think that's normal. That is not normal. Normal is the one that Garfield mails to Abu Dhabi. Um, normal is the girlfriend. So there you go. And then I had a nice conversation wishing how any Garfield game actually followed the holiday specials. And like you had a Garfield holiday special game where you played through the holiday specials. Cause that would be way cooler. Uh, cause if Garfield holiday specials aren't part of your routine in the holidays, I don't know what you're doing to me. This is, these are holiday purchases. So yeah, I bought three Garfield games cause it's the holidays. Johnny, I would um, like to uh, correct you on one of your Garfield games. Garfield, oh, sure. the 2004 game, was released in America on PC for some reason. Oh, sorry. I meant I meant on consoles. But not... the uh, the PS2 version was released a week earlier, so that first yes, print is on PS2. The first prints are all our console games. These were ported to the PC. I don't uh, know if that's how it works, but... It was in these cases. Um, I also bought some, like, Pretty good stuff. Hey, Tyler, you know how you bought the mist? Or you, I'm sorry, you bought well, mist? you bought the mist. What are you talking about? You bought mist and I bought the mist. <laughs> oh, okay. Whoa, what a connection. <laughs> See what also for the Apple II. Whoa, whoa, you're whoa. searching for Apple II games on eBay? Yeah. Uh because you told me this existed, and I was like, holy shit, the mist exists. <laughs> and let me tell you, it is like my treat of the year. What a good buy this was. So thank you for letting me know it was out there. Um, it, one, it gets to go in my horror games, uh, the mist. And also I got it like right on my anniversary and the mist is a movie that my wife and I watched on our honeymoon. So that was like a cool little connection right there yeah. for me. Also the dude put hand-drawn maps in there and notes. Nice. I love when, you, love when I get that stuff. He also had the receipt in there. Oh, so good. I love when you get all that stuff. So I was just like, look at this little treasure trove that I'm getting. So that, that was, uh, I bid real hard at that too, Tyler, just so you know. Uh, like I'm happy I, it went it. for like $61 and I think it was like 75 shipped or anything. But I think my, cause I didn't know. And there's not a lot of good sales data. I think I bid like 200 at it. I was just like, I'm winning this game. I, mean, I just put a big F you bid on this one. I so, mean, that makes I, sense. Cause who knows what Apple two games are fucking worth. There's right. no price charting so, for that stuff. Yeah, so I got that. Um, yeah, and uh, I bought Happy Feet for the GameCube. That these are my purchases. Whew! Happy Feet for the GameCube because I didn't have the movie ticket variant. There's a movie nice. ticket variant for those who don't know. There you go. And I, like I said, I played a little Metroid, but not as much as I'd like. All right, did it. Woo, Stefan. Hey, tell us about all the games you played. Is it World uh, of Warcraft? No, I actually did play a game uh, that I uh, significantly recommend. But, but first, I'm going to talk about what I bought because I bought some board games. If you want to hear about board games, because I'm, I'm on a that, I'm on a board no. game kick. No, but you know, we talk about like ma ma Magic Realm from Avalon Hill, first edition rules. No, no. Well, how about how about how about the the first print of uh, Shark Attack? Whoa, that? first I, print I of Shark that. Attack. I, don't know. I thought did, you were yeah. downsizing your video game or your board game collection. I, I I do, and then I find stuff that I really like, like the first edition of Robo Rally, which I have every other edition that they ever printed, and I really like that game a lot. Uh, okay, yeah. Real, so been, what's the best edition of Talisman? None. Uh, ooh, um, probably second edition. What are you talking. Um. Uh. 
I did buy I, I FOMO'd the mythic tier of Hero Quest as well. That was the big the big like monetarily the big one that I bought. Um, that you bought like a year ago and you just got, right? No, 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 no. This was I I missed out on the I missed out on their oh. campaign, so I, I oh. legit like FOMO'd one from eBay. Oh wow. <laughs> okay. Wow. Yeah. You did it. Uh yeah. yeah, my cousin just got that and I'm excited to see what it looks like. See, you did want to talk about board games. Um, <laughs> I mean, not really. I uh, I also played the new Guardians of the Galaxy game, which was excellent. Probably the most fun that I've had. Not not necessarily the best game, but the most fun I've had with a game in a very long time. Um, did so you get I it because it was fifteen dollars? I did not. I paid. I paid full up for it. You should go and price match it because I think it's still fifteen dollars right now. That's cool. Yeah. So it anyway, was yeah. during the Black Friday sales and stuff. Highly, I also bought some like Black Friday highly stuff. Recommend. But... Yeah, highly recommend. Highly recommend. Yeah. Highly recommend. All right. If you highly recommend it. I do. So yeah, that's what I uh, bought right. and played. We did it. You bought a video game. Congrats. I did. Even All though right. it was really, really modern. Is it a physical video game? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, count. Sorry, I'm in. <laughs> All right. Uh, cool. Anything else, yeah, guys? Did we do it? We did it. The yeah. emergency Stephen. episode. I bet we get fifty more people who don't normally listen to Collector's Quest listen to this episode. Probably not even that I, many. <laughs> I, I, I hope so. Oh, I forgot to tell you guys. I bought Resident Evil: The Village. I bought a modern game with the Ooh. steel book because I I got that Xbox now. Um, so. Do you Thanks, keep the Clarivus. game in the steelbook, or is it a bonus steelbook? It's a bonus steelbook, and I wanted to get Dumb! you guys' opinion on this. <laughs> How do you guys feel about bonus steelbooks? I'm out on bonus steelbooks. If they're packed in with the game, it's cool, but like having to buy it separately or getting it extra, that and it include, it's like not included in the packaging at all. It's just like floating around. It's the I hate worst. that. It, it might as well be a fucking coin. I'm never going to put my yeah. games in it. Exactly. Why does it exist? The Pokemon, the Pokemon bundles on Switch, where you buy like the two games and get a steel book. Just put the games in the steel book. I'm what with you. What the fuck? <laughs> what is yeah. the purpose? Oh! All right, we got to end right. this before. I look. I'm happy I brought it up because I feel the exact same way. Stefan, how do you feel about it? Yeah, no. If it's not packed in with the game, it's the same thing with like the boutique uh, game companies that we've talked about previously, where they ship out the game and then just give you a box of crap uh, yeah, separately. Like, yeah, yeah, no, stop no thank that you. Shit. Yeah, no thank you. Yeah. But anyways, okay. it came with. Uh, I I got the new Xbox, so I went and bought this so I can have a game to like test out on it. Um, so I, anyways, got Resident Evil Village. We'll, Psychonauts we'll two. I want Psychonauts 2. Did they release a physical of that, or was that download only? Mm, I think it's download only. Don't quote me. I think there's I going there's... to be, there will likely be a limited version of that. Yeah, I'm sure there will be. Um, because Psychonauts, if you guys are out on Psychonauts, you're ridiculous. Psychonauts is great. The best. I didn't play Psychonauts 2 yet. Um, I think no. Psychonauts is a good game. The gameplay might be a little overrated. Don't tell anyone. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> Guys, a new Carl Jost video dropped while this podcast is going. Do you want to live watch it? Nope. All right. All right. There's another sad one about how, like, he's being sued and has cancer and stuff. No, no. Why would I bring up a random Carl Jost video? It is, the thumbnail is, this is illegal. The scam continues. And there's a copy of Super Mario Brothers.
I'm gonna watch okay. it. Oh yeah, I'm, we're watching. I, soon, soon as we stop this, I'm gonna watch it. Oh man, I yeah, I, I don't really care that. What, Stephen? Do you, I, why I, does Johnny pretend not to care about the drama? We're we're about the drama here on Collector's Quest. We are about Quest. the drama. You guys are about the drama. I don't. I'm not, I'm here to buy games, guys. I'm a simple man. <sighs> buy my Garfield holiday games, okay? Like the other thing I didn't tell you about, like I finally bought that fucking Castle Grayskull. I did it. It's not here yet, though. But I, I caved. It took well, like six wait, years. Wait, uh, I, I, I just caved. processed it, like complete in box, hundred percent. Yeah. Well, that's, a, that's wow. so much cooler than a first edition fucking shark attack. That's awesome. Shut up. <laughs> you shut up. Well, shark attack is stupid. So this is shark a low attack bar. Is great. Plus, the box art for for shark attack is amazing. The box art, the box art for shark attack is not better than the Castle Grey School box art. Ca- he Man box art, like. The He-Man box art is very good. Very yeah, good. It's yes. Like just ridiculous. If you if you want to get art pieces, man, original He-Man art is just like top-notch fantasy art. It's so good. Is it so out there? good? Is it uh, can you is that acquirable? What? He-Man art? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure the He-Man people already have it. I mean, oh, the show is ancient. Yeah, and it'll be a hard uh a hard search. There's a, sure are a lot of cells. Yeah, I mean, you, you can get a lot of the filmation cells because they did so many episodes. Uh, but like the the box art is so much different. Man, uh, I, I'm I'm trying to do another special edition where I talk to the guy who d- reviews all the He Man toys. Um, I'm, I'm hoping I can get him. I think he's too big for us. I, I don't think he's gonna take an offer from a random uh, random guy with podcast. I'm like, hey, you want to talk about collecting He Man with me? He's probably not going to. So. There are some really nice animation cells, though, on, on eBay. Yeah. The, he, the animation cells, like I said, though, the art for the animation is a lot different than, like, the fantasy art they drew for it. And, the, like, the figures are even different. They did this whole line of He-Man toys that are called, well, they're Club Grayskull, but they're, like, the Filmation line. And the characters finally look like they did in the cartoons. And I am I'm in love with them. I'm sad I missed them because now they're all kind of expensive. Like, damn it, I missed it. I don't want to spend two hundred dollars on a He-Man toy, but I kind of do. What? How much was Castle Grayskull? Did you say? I'm sure it's more than two hundred dollars. Oh yeah, Castle Grayskull <laughs> was like five hundred bucks. Yeah, that could be worse considering it's like the oh, premiere yeah, no, no, toy I, I, of the '80s for a certain kid. Yeah, no, this is like one of the best toys I ever had. Uh, you know, there's a few like box sets that like rank in my all-time. It's like uh, Castle Grayskull. Um, you know, Ewok Village set like they're like for like big toys. Those are it, and then like a couple of my GI Joe things were like the big big toys in my my Voltron of like huge toys that uh, I had. But we're gonna save that because that's gonna be an After Dark episode. Tyler, I have questions for you. Oh, all right, end it. Uh, that's it for the show. Stefan, tell the people where they can find you since it's been so long since you've been on. Um, Art of Nintendo Power, basically everywhere. Just Google that shit. Uh, that's that. You, I'll be the first thing you find. Art of Nintendo you, Power on Google. Do you want so. to tell them about your charity thing, or is that over already? Uh, no, that's well. I mean, the the Giving Tuesday is today, being Tuesday. Um, yeah. but uh, but I did uh, set up a a a, cha- a um taking donations for uh the my nonprofit for the um my art non my, my art nonprofit. Um, so if you want to donate to that, you can uh, hit me up. But uh, my next show is going to be the SoCal Retro Gaming Expo um, in February. So oh, if you nice. want to come see 
the art of Nintendo Power. That display will be uh, much larger, actually, than the last time you saw it, if you saw it. Um, and so I'm going to have some things that uh, some folks have never seen before. Um, I'm getting framed up specifically for that show. So exciting. But yeah, uh, Interactive Art Collection, if you want to uh, search for that too, it's uh, Twitter is the best place to find me for, for that. But uh, but yeah, just art, art of Nintendo Power, all of the places. All right, and Tyler? I'm default G-E-N. Wait, default gen, default G-E-N. Then I spell it. Video Game Sage and Instagram are good places to find me or just Discord. I guess I'm in a bunch of these game collecting Discords. I guess you could message me on Discord. Who's who's on Discord? Yeah. I don't know. You could even find them on our, our Discord that you can get to if you are a member of our Patreon, <laughs> which you can do for as little as $2 or as much as 6 but really $4 is the sweet tier where you get the bonus after dark content that we message. Uh, only if you can afford it, don't don't stretch yourself on on us if uh, you have other things uh, that like like you should not overinvest um, if you can't. We appreciate you just listening. So that's it, but you can find us there. It's on uh, patreon.com slash collectors quest. And you can find me there on our Discord. You can find me on our Patreon. And you can find me on Instagram at Johnny underscore Iucci. That's I-U-C-C-I. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. I hope you enjoyed me calling Tyler a fucking asshole. <laughs> um, that's our show for tonight. <laughs> Bye! That's such a rude way to end it. That is our show. Errata for this show. I mean, it took me two days to edit this, and now there's more YouTube videos out. There's more than just two. Also, interesting thing we missed, uh, Robin Mahara on the Facebook pointed out that there is a common version of Pinball. It's one of the more common sealed black box games, but if you ignore the one variant that is, you know, relative to the rest of the stuff common, Pinball is almost as rare as the rest of the black box games. Which we didn't even talk about, but a lot of the black box games are pretty rare sealed, except for like Super Mario Brothers. Guess who has them all? <laughs> also a great point, which would have been an excellent thing to bring up in the beginning of this episode. Bird Dog Gaming put out a YouTube video, and one of the first things he said is, even if you don't give a shit about sealed games, you could just go to this pop report and look up variants, which I didn't even think of, so... That would have been a great way to lead into this episode. Uh, excellent idea, Bird Dog Gaming. Thank you to 8-Bit, A-P-E-Bit like the monkey, 8-Bit.Bandcamp.com. He does our intro music. He's got a new 16-bit style chiptune album that's out, 8-Bit.Bandcamp.com. And thank you to our patrons, Richard, patron number one, Bowden, Canadian variant alert, Chris Glidden, Nintendo World Champion, Daniel Jaxvik, High-end collector, Andrew Brim, 50 Hertz is good enough for me, Andre. Ben Parker, a bad enough dude to rescue the president. Video games were meant to be slab. Brandon Ackley, Brian Gupta, and Pocky and Rocky with Becky. Mint Condition, Brian J. Mora, the strictly limited super rare Bruno. Fat Cat Collector, Chris Jackson, Chris SNK, Too Many NES Accessories, Morozek, Johnny's GBA Hookup, Coffee with Mr. Saturn. Playing with power, Connor Strange. The last game you need for the set, Corey O'Brien. Unpunched hang tab, Dustin Beagle. He has returned to judge this city, Eric Addison. Man of Nintendo in the world of Nintendo, Funky Brewsta. The actual Shinobi, Jasonic the Kid. Jeff the Game Boy Ferris. Red Pyramid Thing, Jonathan Shados. The Nintendo Tape Archivist, Joseph Leo. 
Lance, Lord Hardstyle Z, The Degenerate, Matt Ball, Mr. CIB, get your loose Genesis carts out of here! Funko Land employee, Platform Agnostic, Red the Game Shark, The Famicom Box Retro Game Enthusiast, SH. Okay. S H F F S H. All caps. I've looked this up. It could be a very small film festival. And it could be a name if it wasn't all caps. So I can't make fun of it because I don't want to make fun of someone's name. So I definitely don't want to do that if I make a nickname for you. I found your Instagram. It looks like a bunch of cool people like Platform Agnostic follow you. But I don't know anything about you. So accept me on Instagram and I'll come up with a nickname for you next episode. Also, you gotta let me know what your name is, because if I say shoosh, and it's actually your name and it has a pronunciation, I don't want to mess that up. Vintage Game Connoisseur, who knows they're better than modern games? The Fuzzy, Sean the Gamer Collective, The Newcraft, who can beat Mega Man without the pause trick, previously unknown variant, Tim Walker, from the internet, Todd Fisher, can't put limits on collecting, VG Collectaholic, The Willennium, Will Joe, Keeper of the Zelda Variant, Zero X Def Code, getting the full PS2 set because Stefan won't, all caps! What a 9.8, A++ Benji, the actually rare Bird Dog Gaming, Brandon Rogers, whose favorite episode is the wrestling episode, dropping the Mario 64 Penguin off the map, Brandon Chacker, Still finding deals in 2021, Colton Murphy, a winner is him, David Green, Derek Lauer, who made me edit this show, Don Libby, the hero of time, actually understands the Zelda timeline, Jeff Pierce, he is error, Jeff Russell, Jeremy Jarvis, here for the Pog Talk, Jim Jacobs, world record holder of best collection, Joe actually plays his games champ pity, video game art collector because video games are art, Justin Chichio, Lateral Movement, who's got a Donkey Kong kill screen coming up. Michael, post in the Discord right now. Chiara Monty. Nick the Video Game Database Morgan. Homebrew Mastermind Divertov. The other guy who collects Korean releases. Peaceful Games. Dungeon Master. Reed Stubinick. The Promoter. Retro RPG Podcast. Tom Obscure Variant Chaser Chase. Saventorian. He knows all 97 Nintendo games. 32 bits or less. Do the math. Andrew actually collecting Engage O. Okay, now we have a problem. Man, this is gonna be a long episode. No one's gonna listen to this, it doesn't matter. B Nugs. I think B Nugs changed their name on dis on Patreon to Default Gen J-E-N. And I feel like it's disrespectful to not honor their wishes of what their chosen name is here. As much as I love B-Nugs, everybody loves B-Nugs. Um, I don't know what to do. It feels weird to say my own online handle. It also feels weird not to say B-Nugs. <laughs> I think that's the... I, I think I'm looking at the right person. This is impossible to track in Patreon. I, I could complain about Patreon and how it gives me you guys' names all day. Default Gen! J-E-N Chesno All your base are belong to him Colby, he is Sinistar Corhagen does what Nintendo don't Daniel McArdle, who thought this was the Retronauts Patreon The Modern Database, Danny Gomez The Philatelist, Dork Overlord My Childhood PlayStation Idol, Game-Rave.com Joseph Rogers got 50,000 on Double Dragon, collector of everything, including Atari, Kalen McAteer, Sam, Sega Mark III, Marks, and Sean the Video Game Illuminati LaCroix. 
Thank you all so much.